Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Ryan Nerds podcast. Suffolk Ram here with... Skazius. Bard. And it's a very special podcast because it is the Bard's birthday. Huzzah. Not today. Near enough, you old bastard. How many years old are thou? I shall be 29 29. Years old. My 29th naming day. Old man. I feel yeah. younger than that. So I'm about to call you an old me. cunt, but... Everybody thinks I'm younger than I am. Child. Totally oh, young. It's the wizard's curse, mate. See how posh we are with alcohol and yep, tea. special proper ales. Yep, and birthday cards and tea, and we've already had the ham sandwiches. And the, the seafood sandwiches, which were pretty good. Very posh. Very posh indeed. Full of flavour, eh? GG. Well, look at the pig on the front. That's old thumper. I heard Sal says full of flavour. Oh, all right, good stuff. Yeah. Shall we make a start? Yeah, yeah sure, good stuff. Okay. We've got to have a bit of waffle at the start. Yeah, it's what people come to expect. Otherwise, they how else are going to skip through most of it? I've got to get all my swearing out at the start, you see. Cause good. Have you fucking managed that? I'm trying. But <laughs> I think you've just topped me there, Nick. Oh, Damn it. Yeah, oh, for fuck's sake, fucking hurry up We fucking swear and fucking Fuck's sake, try harder, you cunt, and then throw in some racism somewhere. Pretty much, yeah. That's later on the podcast. Yeah, I'm trying to save that. <laughs> cool. Right, so, games we've been playing. Luke. Oh, cock. Is this just because I'm like the, the, the top, top of the list Yeah. I want to make sure I don't put anything in until the day. I, but I go through in the exact order. Oh, I better not turn here. I can see the weird news. I go through in the exact order of the list. You almost ruined the podcast. I did, it then. Because I would just start reading weird news out <laughs> randomly, you know. Like. Just like randomly throughout the podcast. <laughs> and someone had hold of a cucumber. The duck went missing. The rats returned. Yeah. Everything about this podcast looks wrong. Yeah. Alcohol, birthday cards, tea. and It's a good night out. It's vegetables. a good night in. Nick. No. <laughs> in fairness, that only really makes sense to anyone that's watching the YouTube feed right now. <laughs> Otherwise, we're like... What are you guys talking about? What are you chatting about? Nick's got Nick's some veg. Nick's been alt-colour eggplant wizard, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, Luke, games. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been playing a cup of tea. Have you? Yeah, that's it's, pretty, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, no, I've been playing some text adventures. You know, ye olde old school. Oh, yes. Because um, I've been prattling about with the Raspberry Pi again. Movies. Yeah. Move west. Can I, can I say... Um, Open draw. <laughs> I decided I'd start some text adventures and I'd go to the the actual start the um the game adventure which is like Colossal Cave or something like that. Um okay. I haven't finished any so I played like uh, Adventure, Zork and okay, some yeah, others. Classic, so, yeah. Yeah. And um they did a version of the Dark Crystal as well, didn't they? The, the Jim so. Henson film they did an adventure game for. Yeah, it's Couldn't quite say. early as well. All I'm gonna say is I haven't finished any yet since the last podcast. I have been playing them on the plane. They play brilliantly on the pie through gargoyle. You can download much of this stuff for free and people are still making cool. the damn things oh, in yeah, interactive actually, fiction. Yeah. And um Choose your own I adventure. suck at them, but damn they're fun. Mm. Passing engines are a nightmare, but you know. I remember when we were in commands. school, we had one that was based around I believe it was World War One and it, you were a child in World or you were held, you're a friend of a child in World War One. And all we ever used to do was spend time getting this poor kid killed. So it's like, yeah, where, where can we go to like make this kid do something stupid to get himself blown up? And it's just like... Go to. Sums up how line. evil children are. Good times. To be fair, it's one of the most NPCs in games. The first thing is, how easy can I kill these? In what inventive way can I murder them? Does this game have ragdoll, Felix? <laughs> first thing we get. <laughs> so, yeah. 
It's why Oblivion gave us the adoring fan. Was the writer of the game as twisted as I am? Pretty much. Oh, so good. More games need ragdoll mode. I mean, I've played text adventures before on the Commodore 64, and I didn't play a great deal of them. I can't remember any of the damn ones, but the ones I do remember are stuff like Zork. Yeah. Actually, I can remember playing Zork Grand Inquisitor, and that came with Zork 1 and 2, or at least what I had came, the disc I had came with Zork 1 and 2. I take to jump in with something we were talking about earlier on the podcast, but I'm going to have to do it. When we were earlier on the podcast, about, we've been on for three minutes. When we, when we were talking about, I meant before the podcast, <laughs> when we talked about Sanctuary 4 yeah. earlier, one of the things it does in Sanctuary 4 is uh, the machine, because I said you were part of a the system, there's a glitch in the system and the game turns into a text adventure. See, that's just hardcore. Yeah, it's quite amusing. I've, 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 you know, as simple as text adventures are, I've been really enjoying them, and as sucky as I am, man, they're just really cool just to sit there and you know just read a, a block of text and then you have to just sit there and actually imagine something a game can be a game without yeah. graphics well, so. yeah really cool I think yeah. I think someone here should write one or someone that listens should uh, should write or, a text adventure recommend some text adventures as well that'd be pretty neat yeah Picture's Guide to the Galaxy that's one you want yeah we a could, lot of we, people we, have recommended that one I've never played it that's bent be ridiculously hard which one is it I'm cool with that Picture's Guide to the Galaxy oh, right, text yeah. advantage Based on the first book yeah. of the series, the famous trilogy in five parts, um, but it's based on the first book. But you can't actually complete it. It only they didn't finish it, so it only like gets so many old games. And it got about half. Well, you get about half in, you just can't complete it. You can't go any further from the game. They just ran out of time to finish it. So and it was infinitely hard, which is why I think everybody recommends it because they basically recommend it to troll somebody. That's why I recommend it to yourself. I just have the way... Um, well, now you know. you've ruined it. By telling no, him. you'll forget by the morning. <laughs> I'll give a crap if it's a troll. I'll still play it. Get me a notepad out and start drawing maps of the world and that. And it's just kind of fun. I think there's, I think fun. there's early on you have the option to like lay down in front of a bulldozer and it runs you over. So cool. <laughs> I don't know why, but that reminds me of um, Where the Samurai... Oh, God, yeah. When you piss well, off the Akadama clan. Well, no, you the piss off the Karo family, you get tied to the train tracks, the, the Akadama, Akadama clan. clan come along and can help you if you choose, yeah. choose to join them. Yeah, and I kept telling them to fuck off, but I forgot that I had my super rare sword Don't worry, Don-san will save you. And then I got wrecked, and I lost my sword, and I almost wanted to cry because I love that sword, it was so good. What about Don-san? Fuck Don-san. Don-san will save you with his afro and everything, he was awesome. Don-san <laughs> was pretty and cool. And his purple kimono, what a legend. Living under the bridge. Oh. My dick. But yeah, that's it. Text adventures are cool. Okay. Raspberry Pi is good at playing text adventures. Good. Well, I think we're going to come onto the Raspberry Pi a bit later, are we not? Hi. Adam. Oh, yeah, for me. Yeah, I've been playing. Well, it's not actually a game. It's another DLC for Mirror Master. Mirror Master. The, the third DLC for Mirror Master, as Nick likes to call it. Mirror Master. Um, Master yeah, Mirror Master Mirrors. Rebirth, there is a new DLC. And for the life of me, I've been trying to remember the character's name for the podcast because he's got a really long Japanese name, and I've forgotten it. So um, we'll just call him Jeff. Yeah, Jeff the Ninja. You're basically this dude who's a ninja in this one. Called Jeff. Called Jeff. Um, like the ninja, I think it's Kizuke in the main game. Like him, he's a, he's a runaway from a clan, and he doesn't know why. So it's very similar to the dude in the main game. I'm um, a away from a clan. I got no idea why, but yeah, you, you kind of find out why over the course of the story. But like, okay. yeah, um, what happens is they jump him in his temple, like this gang of ninjas. You you sort of start off part way through his adventure when he gets jumped in his temple, and uh, they try and kill him, but he pretends he's dead and then launches a bomb attack 
which kills them all, but it blows up part of this temple and destroys an ancient mirror in this temple, which belongs to a water goddess. See, mirror master. And yeah, yeah there's a mirror in it. And she curses him so that within seven days he'll die. That's fucking mean. But so she can see it, she transforms into a snake and sits on his neck. So he's got like a little white snake around his neck for the entirety of his adventure. Sick bitch. Um, but there seems to be, because I haven't played much of it, I only got it the other day, but it seems to be like, you find out, find out bits and pieces of his history. I won't reveal anything for people who might want to play it. He has a history. But he kind of develops a little bit of a friendship with this, but even though she's going to kill him, but he's kind of a bit of a nonchalant kind of guy anyway, so he's like, yeah, whatever. You he's like, seven days. Yeah. Oh, well, if you're going to kill me, you might as well sort of sit and chat while we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple Fair of days enough. left. How are you doing? He's we'll an interesting that, if, character. If ever he gets took by hostage by terrorists, that's what we'll try doing. Out of all the characters from the DLC so far, he's the most fun to play. He's got three weapons. He's got kunai, so you can attack from a distance and you can rapid fire with them. He has uh, a sickle, so he can spin it around just like on a sickle on a chain. Um, that gives him a whole 360 area of attack. So for once, you can actually swing the weapon all the way around and take oh, out enemies cool. below you and above you, which is pretty cool. And he's got tired, the tried and trusted dynamite sticks that just blow the hell out of everything. Um, yeah, from what I've played of it so far, he is the most fluid of the uh, playable characters for the DLCs. So yeah, one to look into. Uh, definitely enjoying it. Waiting for the last one, fourth DLC to be released. Um, that will be the last one that's released for that game. Keep forgetting, did this come out on the PS3 as well? Or was it no, Vita exclusive? it's Vita exclusive, yeah. yeah. Um, it's the Wii, the Wii game, but we done for yeah. Vita. But they've changed stuff. Um, it's got a closer um, story to the original. Uh, they, cha- they they toned the story down for the Wii version, obviously with it being sort of like the Wii being more that family kind of console. Love Nintendo. They, they took all the swearing out and all the sort of... Uh, derogatory sort of bits in it and they've added like back what in. we do with this podcast pretty much except yeah. that we don't yeah. <laughs> I try we do a wee version of the podcast it's the one where we don't release it yeah it'll be basically just saying hello the shovelware cast bye what up podcast <laughs> done perfect but yeah, cool? recommended yeah I mean like if, if you've got mirror mass anyway you're going to get it you said it was free DLC like, wasn't it no, you have to pay for it. Oh, it's right. not much. It's like £3.20 and you get like a whole new character and a whole new Which part game, of the game had free DLC that we were chatting about before? Dragon's Crown. That had all the, uh, another vanilla way game and it had like all the extra dungeons and stuff and they kept updating the game and had new things. So, oh, okay. so yeah, That's that had cool. some free yeah. stuff. So I might pick it up because I've got, um, I've got Mirror Master, but yeah, uh, on, I Rebirth, but well, I've even like, got the original, the, but the I haven't played it yet. The whole DLC, if you bought all four of them when the fourth one comes out, will come to just over about £10. You're talking about about £12, I think it is, something like that. So that's not too bad. You get four characters, four whole different new stories. So it extends the game quite a bit. It's like it's more like buying an expansion pack, really, like you would have done back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Expansion packs, I forgive. Yeah. DLC, I don't. I don't forgive DLC when it's like launched straight away. But in this case, it's something that Kamatani's put some effort into making like way after the game's finished. And they're, they're whole new characters with their entire own move sets and their own stories and their own enemies and their own areas. So, yeah, yeah. everything's new. So, it's pretty good. So, good. yeah, if you have Mirror Master, you're bound to probably get it already because Mirror is a bit of a niche game anyway, really. So, yeah, if you don't it, I would have thought you were going to get the DLC. But if you were on the fence about thinking of getting it, get it. It's good. Good stuff. Good yep. stuff. Right. Um, well, I've been playing recently Armour Free. How old is Armour 3? Uh, last year, 2013. Fucking hell, and how old is Armour 2? 
Armitage's quite a few years ago. And then you got to remember that originally it all started with Operation Flashpoint, which is 2001. I remember that when you used to play it in college. Yeah, I was playing college. Operation Flashpoint was the first one that Bohemia Interactive did. Oh, right, that's interesting. I didn't realise that was related to the Army series. Well, basically, when Bohemia sort of cut ties with... Was Idos who published it? I can't remember now. I have to look that up. Flashback. There's the, two the Flashpoint games, aren't there? Right. Basically, Operation Flashpoint was the first one. Made by Bohemia Interactive. I can't fly them in the publisher. Codemasters, that's who published oh, right. it. Bohemian Interactive then basically split off Codemasters but lost the right to the art, the Operation Flashpoint name. So Codemasters went off and made Operation Flashpoint 2, which was released next Xbox. I always and remember Codemasters for Dizzy. Yes. <laughs> I, always, I quite like Codemasters. I have a soft spot for Codemaster. Yeah. They did Micro Machines as well, didn't they? They did lots of little games. Yeah. nice little games. Um, so Bohemian Interactive then went off and made one, a game called Arm Assault. Um, an armed assault, but then the following armed assault was called was short. It got shortened as the sort of nickname for was Armour, A I M A, with a capital A. So it's a capital A I M capital A, and it's got nicknamed Armour. So then they went on to make what's um, right. So that basically armed assault was the sequel to Operation Flashpoint, still set in still use a very similar engine. Set that one. Well, Operation Flashpoint was set during the Cold War. Armour Two was set doing a sort of Middle Eastern sort of modern sort of time basically very buggy game very broken they've now released armor 3 and basically they've sat down they've actually made the engine work perfectly it's not as buggy as it was armor which was filled of bugs you know people getting clipped through things and stuff but what's key for about it was it was dedicated to realistically simulating military infantry combat so it's proper tactical combat one shot one kill you know you get shot of it unless you're wearing armor you're, you're dead and even if you're wearing armour, if someone hits you in the head, well, sorry, you're dead. And all weapons have realistic blast ranges, grenades, weird blasts, everything's very realistically done. In actual fact, it's been adapted for use as a training aid. The American military use it as a, an adapted version Shh. for training. No, 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 no. We'll pretend we didn't say that. What? They do use no, it. No, 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 no. We're not saying that you can train anyone to use anything through the means of, you know, video games. Oh, there's a lot more Starcraft. complicated than us. There's a lot more complicated their version. They've they've tweaked it a bit. Yeah. But a fair, games, a f- games can't teach you bollocks unless you've tweaked the shit out of it. it the the Wink. you can't you can't actually get the 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 sort of training version as a civilian. You can only get it if you're a part of the military because it's so complicated. It's just there we go. That we've, might be something worth looking into. We've covered it. If you want to go on a mass murder rampage, join the military. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they train how to do it and all. They train how to use a gun. What more do you need to know? Good job. Um, so, Port Tower Street. This one's set in... I thought they used serious sound to train, personally. <laughs> yeah. Americans do. Screaming dudes with bomb hands, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one's so the, the Armour 3. It's a beautiful-looking engine. Absolutely gorgeous. You know, it's almost you could just walk around the environment and just walk around and just enjoy it and go all interior. But no, you walk around the environment and kill people. Well, yeah. For the win. <laughs> it is. But um, it's, so it's set in a place called Stratus, which is a fictional island. And the idea is it's set in the fiction, set in 2035. You're NATO, you're part of NATO. And you're about to, and basically, Stratus is a bit like, they, you obviously tell a riffing bit off Afghanistan, it's like a forgotten war. And it's a point where everybody's pulling out. The news has sort of forgotten about it. No one really mentions it anymore. And it's basically all the last group being pulled out. And then the local forces who you've trained up to sort of help fight the insurgents turn on you. And China's Plot in the twist. Yes, they turn on you. So basically, the game starts with you actually tra- travelling to a nearby camp to sort of get out. 
and all of a sudden all the camps get attacked and everyone but soldiers and you just find yourself you and your command your little chap commander you're sorry, running back to your local camp and all of a sudden you find the local forces attacking you like you fucking bastards I'm striking pretty off my much. Christmas card list. but it's, it's amazing creating stressful situations so not long after that your commander minor spoilers here gets killed by an anti-personnel mind that is scripting the game he gets killed and all of a sudden you're by yourself you're just sat there in this really hostile place you know there's loads of guys that are, who are there to kill you and you're just by yourself so you have to go out and it's time to kick ass and yeah. chew bubble gum but you eventually get yourself out of a little local military camp and it's quite involved because you go on different missions and that's like your base and where you go on different missions and you can just like go on patrol you can just sort of walk out of the camp and just go and do a patrol on the back of the camp just to make sure it's secure which cool. is quite neat so nice one Armour 2 was the kind of skeleton for DayZ. Yes, it was. Now, I'm curious, what the hell made you pick up Armour 3 now? What? I mean... Oh, I bought it ages ago. You've just only just gotten around to it. Okay, I just got cool. to play. Yeah, I bought it um, Christmas last year when it came out. So I was going to say, one of my mates has been playing it, and I've seen him stream it, and that looked really fucking nice. But, beautiful um, game. Really beautiful game, and it's it's a lot more freeform. And what's great about it is it properly supports all your joysticks, all your steering wheels. So I've got a steering wheel supports it perfectly joystick supports that perfectly what are you using the joystick for uh, I've got I've been using all drones to okay. like target site people and it's got helicopters in it okay. and planes in it as well it's, so basically you've got you've got your keyboard cool. and your mouse you've got you've your got multi-purpose got, yeah. stuff all oh in yeah it's got a neat, prop, like it's, and submarines no, you've got submarines in it, you've got planes in it, you've got everything in it. Why really. way you used a joystick or a steering wheel on a submarine but that's cool so the joystick uh, it, it, it does work really well actually it's great little fun little game and the great one that it's got some great features they've always had editor modes so literally you get the editor you load up the island and you can just like double click somewhere and say okay what do you want to place here oh I'll just place a tank there what do you place it oh place another tank so you can just like okay i'm going to place 30 tanks and 30 enemy tanks and just have them fight each other so cool it's, it's great you can you can play as a rabbit if you want let me see you right yes Very woodland creature yes you just go in. I'm basically, just visualizing warship down here. Man. <laughs> basically, what you do is when you that's a mod rain to happen. <coughs> basically, when you go down, when you sort of insert your your cat, your whatever it is, you can tell it if you're if it's a player player. So you can just like double click, and there's like one for ambient life, and you click rabbit, and then you just drop down box. And yeah, it's, it's the player. You can become a Rambo bunny. You can't you can't carry weapons. You are just a rabbit, so you can just sort of hop around and sort of hop. Hey, check it out. Yeah, I did because you know, you could do that in armor too as well. You could um, play as a goat. Or can as you a change sheep. the scripting on the characters so like you've got marine dudes that uh, have the rabbit AIs? So you've got marines that hop around. That would be, <laughs> yeah, be so cool. cool. I'd love that. That'd be quite cool. I remember playing as a, I was playing as a goat in one of the levels. I decided to watch this big tank battle. And this is an armor too. I saw I was going to play as a goat, and I was walking around as a goat, and one of the tanks just run me over. Like, no, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's only a goat. We'll just run it over. Nah, it is, it. Yeah, but it's goat simulator has trained you well. Clearly, get him. Pretty much, yeah. Um, you can, you well, can just imagine some soldiers. Fifty points of that goat. Well, there was um. <laughs> I, I remember once there's a, there's a mode in Armor Two, which I haven't gone off it, where basically you could like pick any character, any um like for any sort of like weapon loadout and then create just like generate a scenario so like okay you've got 10 guys coming out you've got to defend yourself i just for la lols just try to put myself in as a goat and it said okay here's your scenario you're being hunted by poachers you need to get out you need to get to a safe zone to, to a nature reserve off I you go i have no idea why but for some reason i thought you know what i wonder if it would let me generate a scenario based on being a tree <laughs> 
maybe. <laughs> You're being hunted by Man with a Chainsaw and me. Oh, wait, you can't. <laughs> That'd be but hilarious. I, I, do you know, I, I would love some mods. What I would love for... I would love a mod. A, Warship Down mod sounds like a brilliant idea. We'll set to that. <laughs> That would be a great mod. I Next round great. nerds podcast. Excellent. Progress. Sounds good to me. Warship Down Armor Edition. Um, I would love a mod where it's like you and a group of players, but one of you is like the person being hunted. You're given a head start, but you're just given the whole free map to roam. You've got like a place to get to, but it's like randomly set to where you've got to go to. So you've got to navigate and get there. All we can have is like every so often it pings the map to show players roughly where you are, so they have to sort of converge and try and track you down. I would that be a cool mod to do. Best that mod ever would be Royale. Dwarf Goat Jousting. Be amazing. Dwarf Goat Jousting. Little dudes with spears on the back of goats. Excellent. We've been playing World of Warcraft recently. It sounds like sort of Warcraft yeah. stuff, have, doesn't it? If you're, I play as a dwarf in World of Warcraft, you, get goats, then, yeah. you had a ram. That's the reason I play as a dwarf, so I could get yeah. a ram mount. We say know, nothing like, about this. Class if you become um, well known in that area. Yeah, yeah, but I don't have that much patience. I can't be fucked to play the game. <laughs> Pretty much, I got bored of just killing things. I just want my rad mount. Pretty much, yeah. I basically got to play the mount, and basically, I just wanted. I spent the best time rolling around as a. As as he played just, the game purely to get the round man. I did actually, That's yes. Nice. Look at me riding around. I play as two things. I play as a dwarf, so I have a round mount, and I play as a touring, so I could be a, so I can make myself look like a Highland cow. Okay, good job. <laughs> that was it. My ca- I, my ca- my character was actually called Highland, and he we're was never ge- ever ever letting him have a DeviantArt <laughs> account ever because yeah, I can't draw your safe. Things would happen. <laughs> I can't draw your safe. But yeah, I was I play as a ginger Torian with big horns because it basically looked like Highland cow. Remind me to set up a vanilla WoW private server again. Yes, that'd be so rad. Oh yeah, I remember trolling your guys so hard. Like, cause all of your mates from what was it? Um, Class A, yeah, they all went horde, and there were only two alliance players. It was me and Scribs. I came, I actually went to the Undercity and ganked a lot of them. <sighs> uh, Alma is incredibly laggy. That server. What, what race did you play? I was human alliance because I was a good old hordy. I had an undead warlock. I remember actually playing on. A, I can remember playing on a role playing server with you once, and we almost got banned pretty much straight away for trolling I, people. My, for a long time, my main character was an undead warlock beggar, and I purposefully kept him at low level. And I just used to sit on boats and ask people for money, but like in the most ridiculous ways. God, it used to piss people off. It's brilliant. I can remember chalky. Playing. I'll do a little dance for you. Just give me a silver piece. <laughs> I remember in um, Guild Wars time of dancing. Uh, me and a friend want a voice chat when Guild Wars were in the city and we decided that we were going to try and dance simultaneously like in sync and we just sort of sat there like both type the dance and we were like right, three, two, one both ended at the same time and we were in perfect sync and we just sat there doing this little break dance perfectly in sync with each other and this guy just walked over to us and there's like Phil just wandering over just watching us just watching us two people random characters dancing perfectly in sync I'm and still one, actually played Guild Wars 1 and one of them said yeah, first first one to break the move dies. You're like, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. That was good fun. That was an alright game for a um, for a buy to play. I would Makes me think of that oh, film with the Germans and the dude playing the piano. The dude playing the piano, and when he stops, they kill him. The producers. Is that the one? No, I don't think so. No, no the producers <laughs> is not that liked, kind of film. Now I realise I like, what you said. I liked the Guild Wars up to the point I went over the war, and then I hated it. Um, so basically when you had all that lush green scenery and it was that, a and beautiful place and all of a sudden it was a desert environment you, are, you felt the exact same way that I did you get to like I don't know you know level 8 or whatever you go to join 
yeah um, you have to, you, know, you won't have things to do you have to then say i'm gonna go fight over the war yeah and it's they just fucking destroy everything yeah everything it's, gets right now it looks yeah, it's like so, shit yeah I, I i lost interest in it then i just sort of lost i just lost all interest to play because it was this beautiful place before and it's like so it was I nice just, to look, even just to look around and yeah, explore you had but then it just oh it's like oh, i don't want to, and i got to about level i think 20 20 was the cap dude yeah, I got. To, I can't now. I'm thinking World of Warcraft. I got level twenty. I must got to about level ten or twelve, mm-hmm. and then I just sort of lost interest. I did a few like they weren't called raids, were they? the big missions where you got a big group and you had the big tag. Mm. They weren't called. I can't remember what they were called, but I did a few of those with a few friends. They were fun, but it just it, this beautiful world just the world disappeared. Made it and they fucked it up. Yeah. And I just, I, f- I found out things to do, and it's like, oh, yeah, you can paint your armor. It's like, okay, I paint my armor, now what do I do? Because <laughs> mm. I got to a part where they said, oh, yeah, by the way, now they recommend you have like four, four other people with you. And I'm like, shit, none of my mates are here, I'm stuck in this instance, now what do I do? Mm. And it's just me, solo, having to kind of trick the game to get my AI, like, get one of the AI guys to follow me a little bit so that they um, yeah. take the other enemies because I wasn't strong enough to fight them myself. Yeah. Well, actually, I uh, we were, I, I was slightly drunk one night playing it. As you do. And there was a group of us, there was five of us, and we were doing this mission where you had to, like, come on, exactly. You had to, like, sort of take on this, like, you're, like, liberating these siege engines. Right. And once you liberate them, you could then bomb the, what they called the char, weren't they? The bad guys were like, the char. Oh, I dude, I can't remember that so, part back. And you had to bomb them to kill them all. And. You could activate these siege weapons and just like just blast the area. Well, I was a bit drunk and my friends all like left me behind and ran ahead of me. They all ran down to the area and I thought, once if I hit the siege weapon again? And I fired it and soon as they bombed a lot of them and killed a lot of them. And so they all got set out of this mission and then I had to complete the mission by myself and I managed to do it. And that was really good. I took on the final boss and it's like, it keeps off. I was, I was playing as a, they were, were they called rangers? The, uh, the long range class. I can't, dude. Can't remember. The range equivalent cast. I was playing as that. I was shooting the enemy. I had to keep sort of diving because he was hurting me. And I saw sort of here. It took me about 10 minutes. But I eventually managed to kill the end sort of end sort of boss, as it were, and complete the level. And that was amazing. That was, and I was half cut. And I said I was pissed at the time. It was great fun. Guild Wars I, 2 might actually be worth you picking up at some point. I am tempted by it. I probably, if I played it, I'd probably, put, I'd probably join RP server. I think I'd enjoy that. I feel I enjoy world playing. So I was gonna say so I like getting to characters, and I think that's what I'd enjoy. I trolled the well, shit out of that game. Trolled the shit out of that game when it came out. Um, it's not bad. It's not great, but I mean, considering you don't have any subscription commitments, mm. then it's kind of a the ultimate casual I game. Up, I remember looking at the classes and the races and stuff, and just thinking, eh, and yeah, I might have to give it a go. You know, like I say, no subscription commitment, so it's the ultimate casual MMO yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So, but it's quite expensive to start off with, though, isn't it? I think it was only twenty quid. Was it? I thought about forty. Uh, 40 yeah, once pounds. upon a time, yeah. I thought it was still about that price. Has no, it gone down? I couldn't tell you now. I mean, I picked up a copy for Inky for about twenty quid. I'll have a look. So, it's all good. Here we go. Cheap I feel to take. I've ne- no MOs have ever really grabbed me. We've discussed oh, it before, yeah. and they just don't grab me. It's just see I the way the, the game the games the way the games are designed just don't grab me. It's they get boring quickly. It's the I'd be more interested in playing something like Day Day um, Day Z, where you are just a guy with a gun and off you go. 
than I would buy because it's it's like okay that's your character off you go go survive there's no level no stupid leveling nothing like that rubbish just off you go mm. I'd be more interested in playing that than just because as soon as you start having levels and skills stuff what you do is grind them and it saps the fun out of it mm. it's not just role playing this, this that's kind of interesting actually because you're predominantly a PC gamer mm. and for you to come out with that it just makes me think we need to get playing some arcade games because mm. that's just basically what you said in a nutshell throw your levels and everything out the window just play the damn game there you yep. go yeah but I like 12 arcade games I've obviously I've played most ones I've played have been played at home and obviously the ports of them they're just all like all ones I've ever played have all been about you know just get scores or kill loads of guys that sort of thing it's not only sort of proper framework to it it hasn't felt right that's why I like the idea of a game basically, I'd love the idea of a game basically you're just you're you're just surviving in the, the wild somewhere you just have to make do with what you've got around you and hunt and it's probably like a, there's like, a couple like, of games it's probably like, I like why I like so you're being hunted because it is basically a little survival simulator there's a couple of DS games like that isn't there about survival where you're on an island and you have to Little, yeah, there's a role playing game. Something, I don't know what's called. If, it's, if it's on the if you shop, know, I don't know. Please leave us something in the comments. But yeah, there's a DS game that involves that. Hmm. I mean, I think Nick, I think your problem with um with MMOs and same with Thorny is you're not playing with the right people. I mean, I don't have some of my fondest memories of Final Fantasy XIV. I, I have to admit, I liked Warcraft. I had some good memories of Warcraft to begin with. Vanilla WoW. Like, after oh, yeah, that, for it sure. Became, but yeah. Um, like, I, at one point, I hated WoW, but when my mate said, look, we're all going to get together and we're all going to play, I was like, this is fucking brilliant. Weren't the game? Fuck the yeah, story. Yeah, it's just about mates, me and, yeah. you know, me and, like, you know, four or five friends just running around I probably everything. would enjoy that, yes. I probably would enjoy running around, but I don't know how long I would be able to keep that momentum going of enjoyment before I lose interest in it. Mm. There'll be something more to it than just kill, 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 raise your stats, get your skill levels up. Dicking around in the world is the main thing when you're playing a game like that. Just messing around and But you can't really tick around in the world really. You do it's it's you can if you're your mates and there's other people playing and stuff and then you just sort of end up having a laugh. But the dicky mode seems to may just be going and just tacking random people that just... No, not yeah, always. In fairness, no. isn't that what most games are? Stealth around, kill that, move on. Pretty much. Stealth a lot of around, games are just about kill that, and killing move stuff, on. Level up your stats, move on. So really, the only difference is one of them's online with loads of people that can fucking control your ass, yeah, or you've got the single solitary wander around. Hopefully, mm. no one decides to make a multiplayer mod for your wonderful single player campaign. Yeah, but it's probably why I prefer the single player ones than the multiplayer ones. That's why you have to play with the it right people. To, I have to have an atm- it has to have an atmosphere to it. So all the my, some of my most favourite games have an atmosphere to them. When you're in them, you. Feel like the world is actually there. So we we're talking earlier about Stalker has an atmosphere to it. Down the pub, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it has an at when you're in it, you're in the game, you're your character, and that is a basic survival game. You know, you're going around, you're trying to, you hunt, you hunt, you know, you can you can sort of still, you have to. Sorry, eat I'm, I'm just thinking great comedy potential here. Set Nick up with a Second Life account. Oh <laughs> my God, can you imagine? Oh, the gold. Just, I just the reactions from the people he'd meet would be brilliant. What's <laughs> this? Oh my god, what's going on here? Like, yeah. I just don't, maybe I just not to sound like I'm trolling or anything. I just don't think Nick's really all that suited to MMOs. No, I'm no, not. No, no I'm not. No, I, I freely admit it. I'm not an MMOs are not my thing. Hmm. That's I same as like stealth gameplay isn't my thing. But they're not really my cup of tea. Either. I mean, I, I can get on with an MMO. I can play one. 
but I get bored of them quite quickly, I yeah. have to admit. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I said, WoW is the only one that's ever managed to hold my attention for any length of time. I don't what? know what it is about Warcraft that made it hold my attention for so long, but it's the only one that ever has managed to. WoW was decent with mates. Final Fantasy XI originally was brilliant, because fuck, that game was hard. You died. I like to look at some of the classes and stuff in that. You leveled down. Mm. That game was fucking brilliant. I nice. Just, I just remember, like, everyone, you'd kind of ding, and everyone would ding. You've just got, you've spent ages getting this group together. Everyone dings, they level up, they're all sticking together, and then some poor bastard dies. They level down, all the gear they've just picked up is fucking useless, and they get booted out of the group. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Final oh. Fantasy fourteen has... I have been sat on the edge of my seat. Me, my mates, my wife, just sat down, fucking playing these games. Any game I think that's cross-platform as well, any MMO cross-platform, fucking edge of our seat. Secret World is another one where I've got amazing memories of that game. Yeah, I've heard lots of good things about Secret World. Fuck the game and the story. We trolled that game hard. Me, Inky, Vaughn, Zaber... Doing, I think it was only like the second dungeon, but we had the Benny Hill theme on in the background, just running around trying to dodge all the AOEs. <laughs> Hilarious live stream. I would love an MMO where if you died, your character was deleted. Yeah, permadeath has happened yeah, in a few years. Yeah, permadeath's been in games yeah. before. Worm Online had permadeath. I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Worm Online was a um, fancy MMO, very low quality is made by like a small group of people but the idea was you weren't like some big hero you're just a person living in the fantasy world so like you had to it's it's you just had to like oh i've got to go get some wood now to make a fire and you could like build a house and stuff it's just basically you just lived in this fancy fantasy world you're just a normal person yeah. but if you died you died you're out that was your character gone didn't um what was the original star wars mmo Galaxies. Galaxies. Yeah, didn't that have a form of permadeath if you managed to roll a Jedi? You had to get Jedi like, later, though, didn't you? Like, that um, game. you had to they changed it. To they changed it because it used to begin Je- with. Originally, Jedi was something that you had to. It was a, a, it was a. I think you had a secret set of skills you had to get. You had like get your skills to certain levels first, but they were hidden what they were, and then it was random. Because I think yeah, because you ended up when you roll the character at the start of the game. You would have been, some of them were lucky enough to have kind of dinged that little box to say, hey, yo, you can be a Jedi. Hmm. And then at a certain point, bam, all of a sudden you're a Jedi. But I think you had to fulfill certain requirements first. Yeah, yeah you, weren't, like, you weren't like instantly a Jedi, but you had to roll a kind of specific, like you yeah. had to be lucky enough to get it. Adventures of a Tusken Raider, that's all I'd have been interested in. And everybody complained about it, so... So then they let everyone... Then it made the game, ruined it, and made it rubbish. So I played it afterwards, and was like, oh, this sucks. That's the really big trouble, though, of MMOs, and that everybody's got to be a hero in a lot of MMOs. They think everybody's like... But they don't realise, the actual fact, what makes a hero a hero is the fact that most people aren't. Yeah, if you played... um, uh, It's not quite like that, but the Lord of the Rings MMO... The storyline makes it very obvious that you're doing stuff alongside, like, with the the actual ring quest taking mm. place. That your guys, although they are like strong characters, like you've got your captains, you, you, the wizard that you play isn't actually yeah. a wizard. He's like an alchemist, and he uses alchemy tricks to make spells. Yeah. And uh, all the other characters in it were just sort of background characters that were helping in the war effort against the orcs and the trolls and whatnot. Yeah, which was quite interesting. I quite I just liked that. To be a, a, you know, just just a guy. I know mm. it sounds really odd, but it's something I just want to be a guy. It's part of what I've been slightly intrigued by 
if it wasn't so daunting to get into, I'd be intrigued by like Eve because you can just like be. I'm just going to be a, you know a mine and just a merchant and make money that way. Yeah, mm. see, I like that. I'd love to be able to play a game an MMO as like a patrician. You know, you got like some merchant that becomes really well known, and you've got trading caravans and stuff. That would be very cool. I'd yeah. enjoy that. Not to sound like I'm taking the piss out of WoW fans here, but. That's pretty much how I felt with WoW. I wasn't a fucking hero. I was, I was just one of many people running around but, trying to yeah, make... That, the trouble with WoW was that it made out that you were one, but you were, you feel like one. That was its big trouble. So, you know, oh, you are like, yeah, you're going to be the bravest Tauren of them all, or whatever is of them all, but you weren't. You just, as you were, you're just like another cut of character who just like, it's all coming off the production line of... Don't shatter my dreams, Nick. <laughs> But if you Don't could, do it. My I'll, undead was like the best undead of all zombies. He was the king. Yeah, until you find like the ones the exact same level yeah. as you, with the exact same equipment, and they think they're the king as well. Um, Maybe that's how zombies think. Yeah, man, I'm the coolest zombie in in my head. Explain a lot. Well, I just lost this charm after vanilla. It did. Yeah. When you first Burning logged Crusade into that game. was good, but once Burning, once it moved into the the Lich Wrath King, one, Lich King, that was what it Can went downhill. Can I say man. the story for Wrath was fucking brilliant? Yeah, but poorly executed, in my opinion. I mean, I got, um, I had a vanilla character got perma banned. The story in Warcraft does make me sort of facepalm quite a bit, though. Like from Warcraft Three, with like the, all the things of Arthas becoming the uh, like, and they they went full on ridiculous with the other guy, the elf. What was his name? Illidan. Because Illidan was kind of like a sympathetic, tragic hero, wasn't he? And then he went the other way and became just full-on ridiculous evil. And it didn't really work. There, Yeah, that story was very odd. The thing I like about, really like about Warcraft 3 was the cutscenes. Some of the cutscenes were absolutely beautiful, mm. didn't it? For the time, yeah, definitely. That's what I really liked about some of the things in WoW. They actually gave you an, uh, just a cinematic. Like you had fuck all else in the rest of the game, but the cinematics they gave you when you kind of put the disc in and yeah. started installing the game, you're like, this actually looks really nice. I can't admit. Until Shovelface Deathwing turns up. I really yeah. liked the way they expanded on some of the characters. I love the fact the trolls were Jamaican. That was very cool. I liked mm. their whole style. The trolls were awesome in that I'll game. tell you something that really sucks. Yeah, it's like... Warcraft three, they were Jamaican, weren't they? Yeah, we were um, we were trolls in the in the we ha- we were in the starter zone still um, when Cataclysm struck. Me and Inky had uh, we'd made um, yeah. troll characters. We we played. Yeah, I had a troll different... side character. Yeah, and um, just re- like, we were still going through the starter zone. We hadn't really gone to like anything big in the world. All of a sudden, we logged fucking back in. Two thirds of the shit we were doing gone. Huh. WoW for me died when they made it so that you didn't have to do the random side quests to advance your character. So for me, some of my favourite memories of WoW back in the vanilla days as a warrior uh, were that I'd have to go to a random little island just off the side where the hordes start, uh, or the main um, hordes, I can't remember what the fuck it's called because it's yeah. been so long since I played. But um, That's yeah, there's, there's a little tiny island just off the side. There's a, a warrior there, a human warrior that trains you um, to use whirlwind, I think it was. And uh, by the time Cataclysm hit, you didn't have to do that anymore. No. Just fucking go to a go to a skill train and bam. There yeah, it is. that's boring, isn't it? Yeah. it removes like the it's, lore it's aspects. Cataclysm basically made the game ultra casual. Yeah, well. Ultra casual as long as you you know 
didn't mind with the gear grind and the and yeah. the constant PvP. Says she didn't have, one says you didn't have to think about it too much. I just preferred it. I just yeah. Well, I it adds a lot like extra layer of atmosphere, oh, doesn't it? You're I, going to a guy yeah. to learn a skill. Yeah, exactly. Quite, rather, he's teaching you to use this skill. That, but whereas if you're just going to train and clicking about, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Right, I, now I, played I can do this. I played an MMO called Repels. It's a it's a Korean MMO. Love them, uh, Korean. The name is familiar. I think I've heard of it. A few friends said, "Oh yeah, you need to get repels. It's great." And you, and it all and the big and basically and I said, "Oh yeah, the level cap is it's like level cap is one hundred twenty eight. Fucking hell! Uh, so I, I played it and I got to about level twenty, and all I was doing was it was just constantly every quest was okay. Go kill twenty of these. Go this. And I was on my I spoke Fetch to my quest. friend. Yeah, I spoke to my friend. Said, so when does the story quest start? Well, to be honest, that's all you do is just kill for this. So, literally, the whole game is just kill, 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 kill. Yeah. So, and this is fun. Why? Can I just say the average MMO player doesn't actually read the story. One that's thing that pisses me off with Final Fantasy fourteen is the amount of people that will literally just sit there and hammer the escape button when some story comes up. I'll tell you something, I've got, yeah. um, before one of my hard drives held, I had nearly like a terabyte of video of me and Inky playing Final Fantasy XIV. I loved that game so much. Mm. And I thought I would hate A Realm Reborn, which was the yeah. reboot. The, the original Final Fantasy XIV, like, it tanked hard. I yeah. thought it was fucking brilliant, but people really didn't like it all that much. Um, I've got some of my closest friends from playing that game, but um, A Realm Reborn came out, started playing it. Holy fucking crap game was amazing absolutely amazing and i've got I, I can remember i had a a a capture card that would capture to to um uh, sd cards yeah but it would only capture in like 12 minute segments and so because that would skip and i fucking hated it when footage would skip uh the little bug in my head does that and i would literally sit there whilst i'm playing this game and i'm like fuck right the quest is about to start bam hit that record button and i'd be watching it so right stop I'd have to make sure I did the quest within like twelve minutes or whatever. Yeah, and I had and like memory cards would just feel like stop, guys. We've got to stop. I've got the I've got to unload the footage in there. I love that game so much. Mm. I actually sit there and watch us just doing quests over and over again, just hearing us screaming over the <laughs> microphones and yeah. trolling people. But such a good game. Yeah, I think what I've, my saying about storm games is indicates why I'm not a fan of MMOs. Hmm. So I like a bit of story in my games and. Then know. you have to get into the right MMOs. So yeah, that'd be yeah. Guild Wars, Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Um did Terra have much of a forced uh, forced story? I didn't play Terra. Um because wow, it was I just don't like the way people skip a lot Once of the story. If they're gonna spend so much time writing the fucking story, pay attention. I played Lord of the know? Rings. Yeah, that's wow. the actually Guild Wars, because at the end of Guild Wars you used to have a you'd literally get to the end cutscene all of a sudden you just have on your screen so and so's decide wants to skip this cutscene. So and so wants to skip, and you yeah. get four. Um, we used to have that in. Uh, some people did that in Final Fantasy fourteen. People that had already done the dungeons, for example, would say, "All oh, right, I'm just going to skip this cutscene." They'd skip the cutscene, and then all of a sudden, the barrier would come up. So that if you weren't already there or you died, you couldn't respawn and come back into the battle. Mm. So you only had one shot at the battle. Me being the tank and Inky being the healer. Some people just leave us fucking behind. It's like, you can't do the fight yeah, without the tank the and the healer, you dumbasses. Mm. <laughs> Stop skipping the stories. Well, it's fucking not important. It's like, it's not important to you. Get the fuck out of my party. Yeah. Kick. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. true. It's, it's like, 
not all of us are into gear grinding. Some of us actually want to, you exactly, know, see yeah. the story. Yeah. The game, I, yeah. I want That's what games should atmosphere be. Atmosphere and stories, and and a good, a good atmosphere will do me. From what I understand, then, that um, what's, what was the new one that came out? Um, Wildstar, yeah, Wildstar. I've got beta on Wildstar. The one that's on is that the one on Nexus that takes place on Nexus yeah, or whatever yeah. it's called? Apparently, that game is all end game. The story means fuck all. It's so us, basically, yeah. they've written this this wonderful little script, tons of lore and shit for the background. People going through it, we're yeah. just skipping it. The whole thing. So then, what the hell was the I point? Was, I, I, there were aspects of Wildstar lights because I got beta on Wildstar and played it for a bit. I think I'm assuming we can talk about it now because at the time oh, yeah, we weren't sure. able to. That was like, yeah, no, that you was, must you talk about this. That you had access yeah, to a beta. Um, you can talk yeah, because I, I had, I was a tester on to begin with, and then got the beta. Oh, I, thought, um, I assumed you had access to Elder Scrolls Online beta. That's why. No, I no, no, no. It was Elder Scrolls. People hated that game it, too. It was Wild yeah, Star. No, I've got a mate who loves that game, Elder Scrolls. Really? Yeah. I've I don't know, so but he loves it. I know so many people that bought like the the fucking premium shit they got in there, and they're like, oh my god, this game's amazing. And then two weeks later, they leave it. Yeah. So fuck you well, guys. Well, I mean, Wildstar had some nice <laughs> things. I liked how cartoony it was and silly, and it had, like, sort of a comedy value to it. It but looked like WoW. It, it did. I mean, it did. Like, it was like wow, It was WoW in space, basically. It was, uh, that is what it was. It was WoW in space. Um, I think that was what drew a lot of people to it, is it was similar to WoW. Um, it had some nice ideas. Some of the levels looked really nice. There was a, The housing aspect was really good. Like, you had, like, um, you could live in houses and stuff. Like, you could in, like, Lord of the Rings and some and Star Wars and other games. But the way it was done was quite good because your character, rather than having... You know you had, like, blacksmiths and stuff in WoW. You had your jobs. The jobs in this affected other things and affected how you played. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had your class... Um, and then to the side of that, you'd have whatever your little thing is. And you could be an explorer. And explorers could get to certain parts of the map that other people couldn't. And then there was... And what was the other one? There was um, the scientist. And they could analyse plants and get certain things that other characters couldn't. But mm. it, it expanded it a bit more. It was interesting. It had interesting ideas. But essentially, it was flawed. It, Like you say, it was all endgame. There was wasn't endgame. really much to it. See a lot of M- a lot of MMO players that I come across are like, oh man, yeah, it's all about the fucking end game. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about it. Just fucking power through. Yeah, you, you know, you know, life oh, for the next week. That, you're at the end game. That's all I got told when I was playing WoW. Was oh, right, once you get to level eighty, it's good. Yeah, I always heard oh, that. Oh, for God, so I've got the level bloody eighty. Can I just say that that was one of the worst things for yeah. me? And I mean, we did hit level cap. One of the few times I hit level cap without getting fucking wrecked by the the company that ran the game. Um... We got we we actually had fun playing all the way through though. Um, Vashjir was probably one of the best places we actually played, and um, I think that was in Kata. I was um, about to jump in and actually say a game has to be kind of aesthetic looking, like aesthetically good to be good, um, mm-hmm. with a, especially with an MMO. One thing I did like about Wildstar is it did look nice. There were some nice areas in it, and some of the areas you were in were very nice. There was a little foresty area you had, and uh, the race that lived there had a specific way of building like architecture and stuff and I liked it. It looked really nice. And mm. wow, very similarly had areas that looked damn lush at the time. It was a nice game, but again most people say oh yeah but you're not really you've not had the fun, the true experience until you've had like a twenty man raid or whatever. It's like fuck yeah, but off. The, but my arm is so how many hours have I got to put into this to get to that experience? Shit done. Exactly. My, my, I, if, if I could have, like, if there was an option to say, start the game, okay, the great fun happens at level 80, okay, can I, I'll, I'll spend 
15 quid and I'll be a straightaway level 80 Actually, character. that's what a lot of people trolled Guild Wars 2 yeah. for. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, they'll probably have something that'll allow you to experience boost and all that crap and level, but hit level cap. When WoW first no, came out. The problem was, the problem that a lot of people have with unlocks like that in games, I can't remember if Guild Wars 2 actually had that or not, so someone's going to shout at me for it, but <laughs> there were some games that had, you know, hey, unlock, level cap. Um... You don't learn your class, and so no one will play with you if you don't know. No, you, you have you'll, to. You'll then find you may be level eighty, but if you're a nub, no, no one will true. play with you. But there's got to be a balance between if I want to spend like two or three hundred hours to get to that level, that's just. Then you uh, need to play the casuals, MMO yeah. stuff like yeah, Guild Wars exactly. too. Yeah, See, just... I mean, one thing that got me to play or, or maybe want to play Warcraft. I remember looking at all the websites of it when it first came out. And it was one of my first proper big. Uh, well, 3D MMO experience. That's my second. I really have to sort of give this a go. And like Nick was saying before, I really like the idea, like, I could seal the job things and stuff. I'm so, oh, this is pretty cool. So I don't just have to fight. I can do other stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing that got me into it was being able to explore the world. The world was so big, you can go anywhere. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Um, and I can then do jobs and stuff and do different things and interact with the game in my own way. And obviously... It was partly there, but it turned into like just grinding and killing stuff. And yeah. it was like, oh, uh, you know, I, I'm liking it. I'm liking the fact that the world is big and I can explore it and I can see all these different things. It's, but at the same yeah. time, I think the whole level cap thing, having to get to the level to experience stuff, is probably why the only MMO I've really actually enjoyed is Planet Side 2. It's because even if you, you start the game, even if you're level one, you can still kill somebody a lot higher level than you. Mm -hmm. You can still do it if you get right. You still kill it. And I can we just say we've gone from MMORPG to MMORFPS? Yeah. yeah, but it's an MMO, so and I love that because it was like okay. I don't know why. There's no. I'm not going to say okay. You can't go to zero to your level eighty. There's none of that rubbish. Mm. I can get straight away. Fight from the very start. I'm off there. And I'm taking people out ten levels higher than me. Great fun. Great fun. It's it's and you know I'm still I'm still an expert. So and I actually enjoyed that. It's just a pity the combat wasn't more engaging. If the combat had been a bit more engaged, a bit more bangy, I'd have probably enjoyed it more. <laughs> That's the best description I've ever heard. If the combat were a bit more bangy, I'd enjoy it more. <laughs> well, it's funny, actually, because I was thinking about I mean... This combat doesn't have enough kablam for me. <laughs> <laughs> more like sort of Battlefield-style combat, sort of, you know, lots being exploded. It feels more engaging. Well, actually, Michael my Bay, the game. Actually, <laughs> yeah. my favourite... My favourite... Um, uh, um, there wasn't a... Uh, my favourite online shooter I used to play a lot was... Um, Dale Force Black Hawk Down. All right, I used to play that a lot online. I really enjoyed that, and just it, that was a that's where I used to play Soldier of Fortune a lot purely because I like shooting the flame for guys in the back and watching them blow up. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I love the best thing I love about Planet Side is you can start, you can be launched into an area via a drop pod, and literally you click on the area, you double click, and then all of a sudden you've just got this big area where you can see the battle raging underneath you, everything, all the players, everything, all the ships flying over, and you just sort of air dropping down if you aim really carefully you can land on top of somebody and kill them then it was even better when you play as a sniper and you saw these drop pods coming in and someone's obviously plays it where you think oh, no one's going to see me here you're just like okay here you come boom dead didn't planet side have a subscription once upon a time yes the first one did the yeah. the, the, then the um, second one is fucking 56k yeah first <laughs> one has a subscription based it's mm. now free to play or well, it's completely free um, the second one is is uh, free to play with microtransactions. 
Having said that, the transactions they tend to be are mainly monthly like experience so boosters. So, are you talking about Planet Side 1 or 2? Two. Two. I'm referring to Planet Side 2. Right, so make sure you say Planet Side 2. See, I, I did have Some a look at it, but I just... Well, my thing. Tribes was cool. Yeah, Tribes was mm. cool. Love Tribes. <laughs> tribes. Little tear. <laughs> uh, tribes. It's a good game. Excellent. Well... After our MMO section, which I don't think we were planning to have. We didn't. It just sort of happened. MMO the podcast. I think that all came from rabbits. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We need, seriously, we need to have a server set up or something. We need to set up a server. Something. I don't know what we need to set up a server. Or if not, we'll all jump into Guild Wars 2 because we're all gay cash. We can all play Payday 2 now as well now. We've all got it. Yes, we can. I forgot about that. Still, still haven't even done it on yet. Then again, my PC's probably like to catch fire after this podcast. Good. It's all good. Excellent. They've no, oh, they've now got stretch goals. So apparently, Hoxton will be playable when stretch goals are met. So, for something. Right, okay. Yeah. Magic stretch goals. So, basically, their stretch goal is to... Oh, the stretch goal was to actually to get so many people to like the Overkill Steam group, I think it was. And when so many people have liked it, stuff will unlock. Oh, I hate that so, sort yeah. of thing. Um, that's what they're doing at the moment. I hate it so, I hate it so Get your friends to like the Steam group. I hate it so thing where it's like, yeah, you, we, we won't. It's like when you can see those games where, okay, if, if we'll, we'll release a new screenshot of 100 people like us on Facebook, so I'll piss off. <laughs> piss off. I'm not going to do that. This character will bear all if you like this page. Yeah, piss off. Nick is such a nice person. If I got something out of it, so I, when I um, I think a character Baron all is getting something out of it for yeah, most I mean, gamers. Well, I'll say, living in I'll their basements. You, when I um, depends I on the went, character. I got when I uh, when they're releasing Bioshock Infinite. They if you pre-ordered it, if enough people pre-ordered, you got like free games. So I pre-ordered it, and when I pre-ordered, I got a free copy of XCOM, which was at thirty quid at the time. I got it completely free. Mm. And I got a copy of Bioshock, which I gave to somebody else because I already had it. Mm. But it's like. That's a reward. That's okay. It's a reward. Okay, it's been extended, but I was going to order it anyway. But right. I got a, f- a free game out of it. It's fine. I and like then you that. got Bioshock Infinite, and it all but went I like downhill Bioshock from Infinite, there. So. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't like pre-orders. I don't like pre-orders. I don't like store-specific. I've pre-ordered um, a couple of things before, but never with bonuses. You know, just because of what the game. It, I, it annoys me. It promotes nice releasing a yeah. shit product. You know, because they've already got the cash for it, so they'll release shit. Yeah. Just buy it when it comes out. Even if you buy it day one. Stop allowing these... Kickstarter, our game. Just... Oh, my God. I heard that someone actually... They... um, You know, the Yogscast were apparently doing a game and it fucking fell through. They didn't even have any work or anything done on it as far as I'm aware. I don't know. All I heard is they spent every single fucking... That was too big for all the money that we got. Fuck off, guys. Holy shit. You don't deserve a game. No. no offense, guys. You should Fuck uh, off. You, uh, you shouldn't be going on to Kickstarter with games not even started yet. You should, you should have the bare grounds there. You say, okay, this is what we've done so far. Have a look at it. If you think it's got potential, okay. Actually, I can remember seeing this Kickstarter. Um, I think it was like a guy making a board game or a card game or something like that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I got the money for the Kickstarter. You know, it was great. Fucking we had all the money. For the, the entire budget we had it there. But it turns out that moving house, moving city and all that costs a lot more than you'd expect. It's like, what the fuck are you using the Whoa, Kickstarter money for yeah, personal exactly. shit for, you prick? It's like, well, it's like, no, you've just gone and fucking burnt the entire point of the Kickstarter. Yeah. That was for your project. You've put it in your back pocket. You've made no end of fucking excuses. Go kill yourself. 
yeah, that's that's. Nick agrees on the go kill yourself as well. No, I'm not saying on the go kill yourself, but I do agree that using Kickstarter as a way to, well, fortunately, that's what Kickstarter, you've got to be so wary of Kickstarter. Who's that chap that was, he wanted to do a, was it he wanted to do a movie? Um, but he was already pretty fucking loaded. Uh, Scrubs guy. All right. Um, I don't know, but. Zach Buff? Um, so everyone ripped into him because he wanted to make a movie or a series. or I can't remember what it was he wanted to make from, from Kickstarter. I think it was Video Games the Movie or something like that. Right. Um, but fucking people ripped into him knowing. They're like, oh my God, you cunt. You've got loads of money. Why don't you find it out your own pocket? At least the dude delivered. From yeah. what I understand, I can. I actually watched video games, the movie uh, recently. It's all right. Yeah. It's weird to see characters from Scrubs, like loads of the different people who played characters in Scrubs, appeared in in the in the, well, in the documentary. The- Songs Dr. Kelsey's in. I'm happy. No, he wasn't. No. What about the Giants? It was the Giants in it. No, Turk, oh, um, the dude sorry. who plays uh, Turk, Ugh. Zach Braff. I think someone else was in. He's it. boring. Is it Zach Braff. I'm saying is Zach Braff is the um, the mate. We saw the ma- Jade was JD. Yeah. Yeah, that was an alright film though. Um, a bit long-winded, just like the first half of it. Last part, it's all right. Just saying. Fair there's, there's my review. Shall we move on yeah, from MMO and, and ranty McTrolls yes, and the, the podcast? Okay, stuff we're looking forward to. There's um, not enough alcohol in this podcast. No, Thorny should have another birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so right, we've got our birthday. Naming day two. Weeks. Oh yeah, the Electric podcast is Boogaloo. almost a fucking a year old in two weeks' time. Oh, yeah. Excuse the well, actually, this time last year, right. we actually recorded the very first episode. Everyone, get pissed, celebrate. Yeah. Sounds good to me. There will be cake. Yeah, honestly. The cake is a lie. I know it already. Oh, I know don't how be you passionate. I fucking me. know how you play the game, Nick. I know how you play the game. There will be no cake. There will be cake. I'll just be thrown into a, into a furnace. <laughs> 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 but don't worry. The c- your beer will survive. All glass bottles are raised to 2,500 degrees Kelvin. Rad. Perfect. Cool. Stuff we're looking forward to. Luke. Oh, great. Let's make him. So. You're up. Well, that's, that's kind of weird because we, we said that we were going to be talking about the pie and we spoiled it. So I've been playing with the Raspberry Pi. And I've wanted a, a little teeny tiny HDMI monitor for the longest fucking time. But anything around seven to nine inches in an HDMI monitor is really fucking expensive and normally has a really shitty resolution. Like, oh yeah, HDMI monitor, standard def. That's not HDMI, is it really? Oh, it's HDMI because HDMI supports all kinds of resolutions, but still, standard def. When I'm saying things to myself, not for that amount of money, I ain't, sunny. So. The Raspberry Pi has kind of kick-started a lot of um, really low-cost solutions. Lots of businesses have sprung up out of nowhere out of this little tiny credit card-sized computer that costs a lot more to run than you'd expect. You have to buy a case, you have to buy a keyboard and mouse, and then people don't factor this as, oh, it's a 21-pound computer. Sure it is, until you buy keyboard, mouse, memory cards, and all that kind of stuff. It costs 70 quid, that's not as cheap as they said. No, they never said that the accessories... To be fair, they they were just saying the whole point was to make a cheap computer. Yeah. So, you know... It's just people don't realise that a computer is just... yeah, exactly. Look, yeah. I, I don't expect, you know, Cooler Master to say, well, hang on a minute, my Cooler Master case cost me 100 quid. Why does it cost me loads of extra money for hard drives, motherboards, yeah. processors? Yeah. Stupid assholes. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
So HDMI screens, because I've wanted one for my cameras, so um, it'd be nice to have an actual, um, like a field monitor so I can see what my camera sees and I can adjust focus and exposure and stuff like that with that. Use it for my for my quadrocopter, use it for the Raspberry Pi, maybe even, you know, set them up because you can, you can run HDMI little tiny monitors off of batteries so that you can, um, you know, put them in cars and things. Uh, maybe have one of them for my kids. Right, and uh, one of my subscribers on YouTube, a, a good mate of ours, Jet, he sent me a message. He said, "Like, dude, seriously, what about this thing that's been kickstarted called the HDMI Pi? It was a screen that was to be designed really just for the Raspberry Pi." They were saying, "Like, you know, your Raspberry Pi is great, but you really need a screen to get going with a lot of these things." And, you don't really want to take your 20-inch monitor to a programming jam, you know? That's kind yeah. of dumb, having to lug all this extra equipment. How cool would it be if you had an HDMI monitor, around about 9 inches, that didn't cost you an arm and a leg and actually functioned like it should? Take all the crap off of it and remake the board. So, they did. I don't know exactly who's behind the project, but it's one of the guys from Raspberry TV... Uh, Pimeroni and another company who was actually a pretty big player in the project, but I right. forget. They've actually gone and made a little HDMI screen, nine inches. It's um, twelve eighty by eight hundred. Runs off um, batteries and, and and five volt power and stuff like that. Really for the Pi, and it looks like if anyone has seen a uh, Pimeroni or Pimeroni Pi bulb case, Nick and and uh, Bard Ram and Bard of Sin. The um, that really colourful rainbow yes. case, the plastic yeah. thing, it's the casing is actually made by the same guys that did that. Um, they've made a, a, a little screen, just like that, for about seventy-five quid. Oh. Whereas the average HDMI screen of around nine inches tends to clock in at about one hundred and fifty quid. Um, That's but you know, cool. sub HD. It was kind of an impulse buy because I was like, oh, I haven't really got the money for it. But I was like, I'm sat here with my Pi and I've got it rigged up to my 1080p display. Um, I'm actually spending a fair bit of cash running my display all the time, and all I was literally doing was typing in text commands. Kind yeah, of thing. So yeah. I thought, you know what, fuck, it. I need a little monitor for my, for my cameras and that, as I said. I'll put in some cash for this. It's due to ship within the next two to four weeks. Um, they've had a few board revisions because they've had to, they basically started with a, a driver board, but it had like DVI and, and all this other crap on it that they didn't need for the Pi. So they've kind of remodeled it stripped all the extra shit off and cut down costs because of that it should be done within the next two or four weeks um, i'm really looking forward to it because i'll have a little multi-purpose screen that i could probably maybe possibly run off of a solar panel so because i actually tested the pi on one of those external mobile phone batteries yeah uh, like a, i think it was a ten thousand milliamp hour battery i had the thing running for about what 22 hours on one of those little cool. phone batteries and I was kicking the shit out of it. I was then idle, browsing the webs pretty hardcore on the Pi, downloading torrents, watching 1080p video, that kind of stuff the entire time. And so I was going, how can you run that for 22 hours? Uh, I had video playing overnight whilst I was sleeping in there. 20-something odd hours on a little battery, plus, say, maybe another battery for the, for the um, screen. Rig up a solar panel. That thing's going to run for fucking ever. I just mm. thought it was rad. Yeah, um, it's so nice, right? 75 quid. HDMI screen. I will talk about it more when I actually get it, but I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on one. Yeah, it looks Put good. Put out the cash as soon as they oh, so send it through. We can have video of one, perhaps? As soon as they ship it out, I will, I will do it. Because I'm fucking... I am dying to get my hands on this thing. <laughs> really am. Excellent. Looks really cool. Nice Excellent. one. 
Look it up. HDMI Pi. Link in the show notes. Yes. Bard. Right. Yes. My piece for this is the August 4th Nintendo Direct. Because the August 4th Nintendo Direct is going to be exclusively focused on the upcoming Hyrule Warriors game. Which, for those who don't know, is uh, the Koei Tecmo um, link with Nintendo to create a Zelda sort of Warriors game. Now, the Warriors series being what we spoke about before, Dynasty Warriors. And um, um, what was the other one? Uh, Samurai Warriors. They did One Piece Pirate Warriors. It's all based around a One Piece anime. Uh, and they did uh, Gundam. Yeah, Destroy Gundam one. Gundam. Yeah, and then they did Warriors Orochi, didn't they? Which was where they all sort of mixed together and fight so. demons. Yeah, interesting. But this this is Hyrule Warriors, and I have to say, from my point of view, it looks like one of the best Warriors games so far. Um, I've been waiting to buy a Wii U for a long time now. I, I just haven't had it enough reason to take the plunge so far. I I like the new the new Mario game that came out. Uh, 3D World. Yep, yeah, 3D World. Yeah, that so I really last enjoyed. Year or something like that. Yeah, was was it around Christmas? Or, or it might have been sat this year. Might been early in that. Maybe I think Christmas time was when I played it. I played it with somebody else and really enjoyed multiplayer on it. After the whole um, E3 Nintendo thing wowed me, um, and Hyrule Warriors was shown, and I was like, wow, this looks fantastic. Because I love Zelda and I love Dynasty Warriors um, kind of games, um, but. The last few Zelda games haven't really done much for me at all. Um, I think the last one I actually enjoyed was The Wind Waker. What I've played of it, I kind of liked. I haven't yeah, played so much of that one. So you're basically saying anything from Twilight Princess. I hate Twilight Princess. I thought it was awful. I can't stand that game. Twilight um, Princess and... Skyward Sword. Yeah, I, dude, seriously, I got Skyward Sword Collector's Edition. Haven't even put it in my system yeah. yet. Um, I don't hate I like the soundtrack. I don't is. hate it, but it's, it's, it's not as good as other Zelda games. The first time I saw this, I thought, wow, Link looks fantastic. That's the best-looking Link I've seen so far. It probably harks back to that old-school-looking Link. Just um, I thought it was a combination of an old-school Link and... OOT Link? Uh, what the fuck was it? Um, what game was it? It might have actually been um, Twilight Princess with the with the little scarf, the blue scarf. Because Link wears a blue tunic in the start of... Yeah, he um, has the, the little... Um, when he's a farmer and that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. It made what it made me makes me think of. I think this is one of the reasons I love it so much. Other than obviously being it this link between Zelda and Dynasty Warriors, is every time I see videos for it, it takes me back to watching the Zelda cartoon, and it's yeah. got that colourful look to it. It's really color. I love colourful games. I'm a sucker for games that are really colourful. Um, uh, the whole style of it looks fantastic. But yeah, the, this whole um, Nintendo Direct is going to focus on it. And recently they've released a trailer which showcases all the new characters. I believe the, the main new ones we had were Princess Ruto, which is the... Um, what are they called? The Zoras. Zoras and then it. you've got the, yeah. the King of the Gorons. The King of the Gorons, Darunia, who looks awesome with um, his battle hammer. Um, you've got the geezers from Twilight Princess, the, the Princess Midna. And oh, the Princess Midna and then the evil fish dude. Yeah, and um, then you've got the guys from Skyward Sword are in it as well. Yeah, well, I can't G- remember Girahim, the, name. the villain, and Fi, the... Uh, or feed the uh, um, master sword, isn't it? That's what the sword turns into. Uh, yeah, um, there. I'd have it. to play it to know. And then you've got Sheik as well, so Zelda yes. can transform into Sheik, which looks interesting. From well, what no, I s- is it is it Sheik or is it her her um, not her grandmother? Oh no, Impa is in it as well. Yeah, yeah, Impa and Sheik are both in it. But from what I've seen of the trailer, what I can surmise from the trailer, yeah, it looks it's a bit thin. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what I can surmise from some of the bits in the trailer is that there's a little story bit, and it looks like the Zelda at the beginning of the game is actually going to be fake because it looks like when Sheik turns up, Sheik is actually Zelda in disguise as it was no OT. And uh, yeah, the, the Zelda you start with may possibly be like a, a dark Zelda or something. And All right. um, yeah. From everything I've seen from it so far, I'm loving the look of it. I love the look of the weapons, the fact that Link has multiple weapons. He can use bombs. He can use the uh, the gauntlets from OOT. He can now pick up the big black pillars that you had and swing them round. Someone has said to me that's that um, he was wearing, he's seen wearing the power glove. I was like, I haven't seen him wearing the no, power glove. No, he's not wearing the power trailer. glove. He's wearing the gloves um, that from OOT that let you lift yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were in um, Link to the Past as well weren't they were they called Power Gloves in Link to the Past I have no I can't idea. remember but you could pick up the big heavy green yeah, rocks yeah the rocks and, and then they were the grey ones and then you got gold ones later which meant you could put the black rocks up but he it, what I thought was interesting is he comes across a gigantic mace and he can't lift it so he actually puts two and two together and thinks I've got rocks throwing gloves I'll use them to lift it so he's wielded this gigantic flail which looks so much fun we've seen him using the bombs to blow up walls and stuff it looks like Dynasty Warriors with a twist, which is what really interests me in it. Like the fact that it's going to focus more on other things than just the. Uh... So, you know, I'll agree with you that the twist bit looks interesting, but I think as a kind of a, a Dynasty Warriors spin, I don't think it's going to hold. Because um, it's not going to be like Dynasty Warriors yeah. Gundam that I takes suppose... place over a billion different universes. Yeah, with and a billion obviously different Gundam characters. is based around warfare, isn't it? Whereas, like, Dynasty Warriors is and Samurai Warriors is as well. But... My, my, well, no, my, my idea is that the whole uh, the Dynasty Warriors Gundam series, you've got the original Gundam series, you've got G Gundam, Gundam Wing, yeah. Gundam Seed. You've literally got a butt-ton of suits to choose from, a butt-ton of characters to choose from, loads of random characters will mix in from loads of different games and series and, and stuff like that. Zelda is actually pretty thin on the character front. There is a lot of characters for the game at the moment, though. There's a couple There's a couple of female characters I can't place the names of um, that have been added. Like, like you said, there's Impa is in there. Um, mm-hmm. You've got Zelda, you've got Link, you've got Sheik, Ruto, Darunia... Um, the villain from Twilight Princess. Can I probably say that, I mean, uh, again, people will probably shout at me for this. I'm seeing probably no more than 15 characters, 20 characters out of this, not including palette swaps and DLCs. There's something along those lines so far. Um, but but if that comes to be... There's more being introduced all the time, though. That trailer I showed you is a very recent one, and they've only just added like about 10 characters recently, so you're going to maybe see more. But what you've got to remember is every Warriors game always starts off with a few characters. I don't think there's ever been a Warriors game that has tons of characters to begin with. Dynasty Warriors had a limited amount when it started with two. But I'm not going to... I doubt I'm going to see Hyrule Warriors 8, where there's like a hundred characters extra. Oh, no, probably not. I don't think Um, it will... The problem with the Zelda series is even if you look at the, like, say, the original game's enemy list, there ain't that many. No. You look at the second game, there ain't that many. Again, it, so potentially not having an eight might not necessarily be a bad thing. If it does what it needs to do within what it well, within what it is, that's my fine. Point, my point there was really that, you know, you're saying that uh, the original Dynasty Warriors games didn't have that many characters, but they had a damn sight more than... You know, the Hyrule Warriors game is going to have. Yeah, Samurai no Warriors didn't have quite that many either. And not, Samurai played, Warriors wasn't all that popular. Have though. you ever played the Sengoku Basra games? Nope. They're sort of similar. They don't have so many characters. But it's doable. Um, but I think because of the style of how the game's going to play, 
I think it's going to have to be a lot more of that kind of that that filler I thing that, that you mentioned. I think that's what they're going to do. That's they're where gonna, it's going to have to. They're going to play off more role play elements and stuff, um, and add you know, like bomb in the wall is usual yeah. stuff like hook yeah. shots. Yeah, no, stuff I like agree with you. No, I think that I just don't um, think that more as a straight like up. No, well, it Dynasty couldn't. Warriors style game in I think, Hyrule. Like what we've got work. to remember is if we like take Dynasty Warriors and like Gundam uh, as the main examples here. Gundam again is based around Straight gigantic warfare. battles and and there's lots of generals and stuff in Gundam and that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah they're going to have to do. They're going to have to pull in a little twist and make it really but good. For I the think Hyrule the trick Warriors. being that Nintendo are working on it as well. So we'll have a little bit of input from Nintendo guys and some of the, the mm. Zelda team so that will be interesting I'd really rather not have input from the Zelda team to be honest yeah. look at the shit they've banged out well recently maybe they can return to form no <laughs> you Just never know no. I'm, not, for, I'm not even impressed by is, the new Zelda trailer to be honest no I thought it looked cool but I liked Hyrule Warriors a lot more than the new Zelda trailer I saw Hyrule Warriors and was like this is the Zelda game I've been waiting for this looks awesome like everything about it just harkens back to old school childhood fantasy and stuff it was looks amazing I think it's going to be neat yeah. I don't know if I'm going to buy it when it comes out I'm going to buy a Wii U just to get it <laughs> I'm well up for it yes. the console seller it's, it's, it's appealing to me as a gamer now and to me as a gamer when I was a child I've got, it's got that nostalgia factor but because I love Dynasty Warriors it's got the, the, the factor of playing games that I like now so. I know I bitched out pre-orders earlier but that might have been one of the exceptions then again thinking about it nah I'd have to watch Nintendo Direct to be able to yeah, well, well that'll be on, on August the 4th, so we'll give that a, give that a view. We'll um, talk about that next time. With that and the upcoming Smash stuff, because, I mean, like, like we were saying earlier, the Smash characters haven't been revealed yet. Do you think some of the characters in Hyrule Warriors will actually then spin over to Smash? Have they been announced in Possibly. Um, to be honest, though, I think Smash needs to get away from lots of characters from one franchise. We need a representative from each franchise rather than having too many from one game. You want more stuff that's heavy hitter on yeah. Nintendo and other Look, platforms. To, to go into what we were talking about before the podcast, I had this idea that one character I want to see in Smash would be Simon Belmont. And the reason sure. why is because Smash now has Mega Man, Smash now has Pac-Man. Does um, Smash still have Sonic? I can't remember. Yeah, Sonic is still in it. Um, and yeah, so it was like Simon is pretty much, although it, it's a Konami game, Castlevania, but the original is more associated with the original NES. You think Castlevania, you think top five, top ten classic NES games. It's one of the big games for the NES. Um, I actually think uh, Castlevania, for me, really topped out on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. But um, All right, but Castlevania at the time, I mean, if you're thinking back to... When the if NES you, was if big, you are thinking Castlevania was and, and Super like, Nintendo. It was one of those games you saw and you identified it as a Nintendo game. And like then I was saying, Captain N helps because it had the Simon Belmont parody. Yeah, for sure. And and yeah, I was I had this funny idea that I thought if Simon Belmont was in it, then you've got Simon Belmont, Mega Man, and Pit. Kind Captain like N showing up would be ace. But yeah. Um. Oh, what Smash Brothers game was it? I think it was in Melee or Melee or whatever that you could use if you were Fox or Falco. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were on the, any of the um, Star Fox or uh, Lilac Wars or Star Wing themed stages like Corneria, Venom, uh, if you taunted as Fox or Falco, you'd have a special taunt where you'd actually communicate with the rest of the team. Oh, so right. like Slippy and, and uh, Peppy and, and that. Um, 
I've just gone forgot where I was going to go with that. <laughs> I have. Oh my god. Were you thinking? Uh, uh, yeah, it would have been neat that if you had Captain in, oh, you could whack yeah. the taunt button and you'd have. I, I, I literally have a conversation with. Like, I, I you know, could die happy if they made Pitt do like the Idicus reference yeah, thing. That would just kill me. And Fucking if Mega Man <sighs> had a ridiculous voice, that would just be great. Yeah, absolutely um, horrible. Mega Man, why are you green? Why have you got stupid goggles? Yeah. Why do you sound like Bart Simpson? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I. I mean. Again. Like. Like I was saying about Horror Warriors with the old Zelda cartoon, Captain N. Again, is something that ties into Nintendo from my childhood. Yep. So yeah, it, it would oh, be like. I definitely like, know how that ties into childhood. I actually yeah. made the belt. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, I was such a. Nerd. And like, like we were saying earlier, he could have a wicked move set. I mean, all his moves are based around the, the belt. What he could do um, with the belt. He's got like, obviously the jump, the pause. Um, yeah, the zapper. He's got the zapper. He had Game Boy and could do something with Game Boy, I'm sure. And yeah, yeah for sure. it would be pretty pretty cool. And then think of the levels, man. You've got a level with King Hippo and, and the they ridiculous version put, of Mother Brain. They need to put King Hippo and Eggplant Wizard yeah. into a game. Just as a little throwback, I think that'd be really neat. Especially, like, you know, Little Mac is in it as well. I mean, Little Mac and King Hippo, there's yeah, something well, there. Then. I think yeah. that's kind of a bridge. Yeah. They need to bring in King Hippo. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, because again, Little Mac being one of those old school, you associate with the NES. So Belmont is really the only I also missing... kind of associate YouTube with um, with uh, Little Mac. All right. Bunch out. But I won't say why. Okay. It's a wonderful little video that uh, actually you linked me to on I... YouTube. That was your fault. I ended up on YouTube, so everyone can I blame the bike. And I'm sitting here thinking, what the hell is it? That was um, Stole My Bike. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. Ultimate controversy there, you know that was. A <laughs> I wonder if I'm still on YouTube. Yeah, not... Of course it is. It was a it was a meme. It was huge. It was all over the chans and stuff, wasn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely crazy. <laughs> Brilliant. That was it. Was actually those. It was videos. an scene. Little Mac was training. Damn it. It was in his pink hoodie. <laughs> it was those videos that actually got me to join YouTube. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was because well, once you sent me the link, and I was like, "Oh, YouTube, it's just gonna be a gimmick, right?" So um, I ended up starting looking I'm, around YouTube. I'm kind of notorious on Facebook for linking ridiculous YouTube links. I well, I, I, you know, you sent you sent me the link. This was back in um, well, maybe 2006. God, that was years ago. Yeah, so about 2006, and um, well, something along them, something along that kind of time. And I was like, shit, I can't, you know, you can't save or favour or like anything or thumbs it up unless you've got an account. And so yeah. then I made an account and that's just because of that. that, that video. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Um, <laughs> no, I weren't just that video because I actually started looking around YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And, and the uh, West, as they say, is history. Yes. Yeah, and now the internet is fucked. I was going to say, can you think of any other characters other than Belmont that w would make you sort of think of the NES that aren't in Smash? Um, Belmont, Captain N, King Hippo, Eggplant Wizards. Um, we've already got Samus. See, so out Pet. of the big hits, Belmont is the only one that hasn't shown up. Pretty much. And I think Bel Simon, at least, needs to... Because Castlevania's crap recently. It's going awful. Those Lords uh, of Shadow games suck. They are awful. I hate them. The last good Castlevania f for me, personally... It's probably Symphony of the Night. Like, the other ones that tried to copy it... The uh, the Game Boy Advance ones I thought were pretty yeah, good. Yeah, there were a couple of good Game Boy Advance ones. Circle of the Moon was all right, the first that was one. The, yeah, that was just Castlevania um, over here. Yeah, okay. That one wasn't too bad. Uh, that was with... Not Soma. No, Soma Cruz came in with later ones. Yeah. I didn't like them ones so much. Where he's the reincarnation yeah, of Dracula. Dracula. It was just like, oh, okay, whatever. And then it got worse from there, and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. As soon as they introduced Soma, I think it went to hell. Yeah, um, I mean, and even then, like, I like Alucard, and I like Symphony of the Night, but 
Simon has this proper 80s thing about him. He's a big barbarian dude, whipped that hates vampires and wants to slay them all. What more could you want? You know, like proper classic 80s retro character. We need him in Smash, really. That would be really cool to actually Although, see. because of all the religious implications, like, do you remember that, that there were groups getting upset because of stuff that we used in Castlevania? Uh, yeah, like Holy Water became the fireball. Yeah, and, and then there was crosses and Bibles uh, and things, the, and so it caused a bit hell? of a fuss. Which is silly, really, because it's became, like... The cross became the boomerang. He's a, he's a good guy, and he's using all the, the, this biblical stuff for good reasons. That's yeah, good, not allowed surely. to use that kind of stuff in, in the old video games. Yeah, like, was, I'm, I was actually talking to... Um, is it? Uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, but it's Matt Ezio, or Ezio. Um, Sickness Destroyer 20XX on YouTube. Okay. And uh, we were actually talking about uh, censorship in games. And uh, obviously, the big stuff over here is um, Probotector. You're not allowed to shoot other humans because yeah, of a Germ- there was a German censorship law back in the 80s saying, hey, yo, you can't, you yeah. can't shoot other humans, so we turned them into robots. Um, yeah, and I was always. Half like that as well. They had robots in it. And I was curious uh, why Ninja Gaiden. And Ninja Turtles changed. I was like, why? Yeah. You know, why did we change Ninja Turtles to Hero? Ninja Turtles. What why was Ninja Garden called? Shadow, uh, Shadow Warriors. Yeah. And um, I, I actually ended up looking it up, and it turns out that um, it was another uh, German and European censorship thing going on, in that they thought that the word ninja was um, crazy violent. It was way over the top violent, and that's why they banned it. No, no, you know, you didn't just just the word ninja was enough to make people violent. So, to all you listening or watching out here, look at the person next to you and think ninja, and that's who we've caused many murders. Yep, yeah, well, we had loads of stuff like that over here where you know we yeah. banned music videos for stupid things as well. Um, but I also then found out that uh, nunchucks were banned in the UK in the 80s as well. Um, so that meant that the character Michelangelo, for the first season, and only the first season, did he have nunchucks as weapons. All right. Um, I think it was by season three. So they censored every single use of Michelangelo's uh, nunchucks. Did and all of the use of weapons in the Teenage Mutant Hero Tales series you know, was like they cut it out or Man, minimized I don't it as remember much that. as Maybe possible. Maybe I didn't watch it so far. Well, you wouldn't have realised it because to us that was normal to see that the turtles didn't wail on people with their swords, their bow staffs, the nunchucks, and I remember their them having them we- the weapons. And they using had them, for them certain but they didn't but often use them. Yeah. Whereas in the American series, yeah, they were fucking wailing people left, right, and centre. Yeah. Um, it turns out by series three, Michelangelo's nunchucks were completely pulled um, in. The UK. He had the, you know, the grappling hook. Oh, yeah. I remember um, him using he, the grappling yeah, hook. Yeah, that was his main weapon by season three. But in the games and the toys, nunchucks were normal. Grappling hook could probably do just as much damage, if not more, than a nunchuck. Even yeah, uh, it's a tool, isn't it? That's why it gets away with it, because actually it's, oh, it's a tool. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, someone has a claw hammer. It's not the same as a war hammer. You know, they both do the same sort of thing. I think they also did the same thing with even Bruce Lee movies, which, you know, Bruce Lee's kind of, yeah. you know, famous for using nunchucks really well, um, all censored in the UK. So, you know, it was because I was talking to Matt that I realised... That's weird. Why nunchucks specifically? Very strange. There's nunchucks, gonna be, ninjas. There's going to be some... There'll be some in some sort of legal case where some it's got, it got all blown up portion by some newspapers, they banned them. That's going to be something like that, isn't it? Yeah, something dark. That's where half these daft... It's like they did that with Megadeth's um, Sex Pistols song, Sex Pistols cover, Anarchy in the UK. Right. It's banned over here. 
We'll get to more banned stuff in the UK later, but um, they actually banned Anarchy in the UK by Megadeth because they said that it would cause fits of frenzy and that we'd go around Spoke rioting. We already had a version. Yeah, we'd, we'd go around killing each other and, you know, rioting in the streets. It's like, are oh, you fucking dumb? And the, the we thing, did that I, anyway. I brought it up with Matt and he was like, well, the only thing I could think of is the strobe. The strobe at the end of the video. And I was like, mm. dude, I, even as a child, I don't even think a strobe would have sent me into a fit of frenzy. I but, suppose they're thinking of is... Um well, I was going to say epileptics, perhaps. They, after they have their little fit, they get up and then go kill people. I guess. I mean, that was the only I thing. Do know, that we was do, the only we, thing we that know an epileptic, and I've never known it to actually happen. No, no, for sure. I mean, well, that was the only thing that Matt could think of, because I couldn't think of anything. I mean, you've got to think I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to, you know, random stuff. Because Dave Mustaine's ginger. <laughs> you know if it was the title, Anarchy? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck UK censorship. Anarchy in the UK. That was the softest song Megadeth ever fucking released. That song's about killing them fucking selves oh, and they God's still got yeah. released. Uh, killing is my business and business is good. Oh, stupid, stupid censorship. The UK has some really dumb censorship laws and I, yeah. I can remember ripping into the Americans for all their kind of... The way they'd butcher titles and change them about and stuff. It turns out we were just as yeah, bad. Back in the day, oh, we were, yeah, bad. video games were had all sorts on them. I think apparently the worst, isn't it? I think it's either, I think Australia's got one of the worst. Uh, dude, if it's a game, Australia doesn't get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, well, not just that, but they've, um, and South Africa have got some very strict censorship laws. I'm not going to say anything. Well, good, no, I know, I know exactly what we figured. I'm dating Mass Effect goes down to one in South Africa. <sighs> God. Fucking. Oh, oh Pastor just, Martin Semper, he'd have a field day with that one, wouldn't he? It's just, oh, why? Just have a little bit more faith in humanity. Yeah, yeah. yeah games ain't going to cause us to kill people. We've been killing each other since way before video games and music it's videos. It's a new form of media, and it's a new form of media always get blamed. Rock music makes you know, people kill there people. Are, there Books are, makes there, people kill there, each there other. Was, there were articles about talky films um, causing bad habits amongst youngsters. When talky films first start being a Look, thing. you can't read Harry Potter because it promotes witchcraft. So here, read Sunsu's <laughs> Art of Water. That's fine. You read that, it's cool. No, doesn't that promote like, I would say people? read Sunsu's Art of Water because right. it's better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I'd rather read really that than that. read about... You it's know. quite a messy read, by the way. Art of War. No, I've got it Art is, of yeah. War. I remember reading cool. that at work once. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> Perfect. But enough what? dribbling on. But yeah, yeah. I can't think of any other characters that should go into um, into Smash. Yeah, no. That, I can think see, of a Belmont just came to, like instantly uh, came to mind. I couldn't think of any other big hitters on the. I mean, unless like you really want to push it and go like um, Ryu Hayabusa, but then yeah. he's not really widely known at the time. I would have I said. As well, we've been sent a comment. Oh, and it's regarding it's a bit of a in podcast flashback. Uh, about the Bruce Lee film. Oh, cool. Right. Enter the Dragon. Apparently, there's a scene where he hurt somebody with nunchucks and they banned it because apparently in the 70s, people copied him. See? Soft. We're all fucking soft. There you go. Ah, people get murdered with Thank hammers. The they don't yeah. ban the if hammer. If that's true. Yeah. Which I'm sure it is. Fucking but it might not be. Just don't doubt our commenters, man. Don't doubt them. We I'm need sure those it's commenters. 100% accurate. <laughs> See, I've, I actually own a UK box set of Bruce Lee films. I might actually have to go back and watch them. But I need to find a VHS player first. <laughs> Pretty yeah. damn cool. I remember, I remember years ago, in like the 90s, when Channel 4 were doing those Kung Fu nights, 
they had a kung fu season. There was loads of Bruce Lee films on, loads of Oriental films. Uh, Fong Sai Young was on, and uh, yeah, all these wicked films. Um, and I think at the time that was one of the ways I was really introduced to a lot of these films. Kind of yeah. bugs me though, like not actually realizing how much we were censored and why. I mean, it I kind mean, of puts a downer on like, as a kid, what have I missed? I remember the Ninja Turtles thing, so I remember seeing Ninja Turtles and stuff, thinking, why aren't they called Ninja Turtles over here? Well, I don't remember. See, I wasn't too bothered about it being called Hero Turtles, but then when, you know, you realise the American uh, the version, stuff, and then yeah. you're like, so what else did they change? Because at first I thought, oh, maybe it's just the title, and then it turns out they've changed tons of shit in it. Um, yeah, and then there was Mortal Kombat, because I remember the big hoo-ha about that. I remember that being a big thing when I was a kid, Mortal Kombat. Oh, I remember people bitching about it, but I don't remember it being censored. I remember it being on the TV and stuff. They're all, oh, this game's come out, and it's got blood and stuff in it. I remember thinking, there's been worse games than this before. What's the big fuss about? But yeah, yeah. whatever. So it was on a mainstream console at that point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Stupid assholes. <laughs> Stop censoring our shit. I'm going to go back in time and make it not happen. Okay. I probably already have and failed and been killed by like, the T-1000 or something like that. But Excellent. In Germany, because you're in like robots kill you in Germany. <laughs> yeah. In Germany, only robots can kill you. Perfect. Uh, so on to other news. Uh, back to Skaz here. Uh, oh, wait. You've got Game to re- read the notes and find oh, out what you Oh, yeah, read. here we go. Um, the mighty number nine footage isn't actually mine. It's got my tag after it, but it isn't mine. It's that was me that, that linked it, yeah. But I thought it was you that wanted to talk about it. <laughs> so, so we've got a section here that no one put in there. No one actually planned to talk about. Oh no, we planned to talk about yeah, it. We but had, yeah. I, so, right, Thorny linked a recent. It was it like gameplay trailer? Yeah, or but it's it, teaser. Say it's in the works. It's like a, a trailer of the game as it is, as it stands. As it's being yeah. made. it's The game is nowhere near being finished, blah, blah, blah. No one really but gives a shit about it. what got me about it, and I think we agreed straight away pretty much, is the first thing that I looked at and thought was, wow, these character models suck. Yeah. Like, And it wasn't just because they're unfinished, because, you know, obviously they can add more to them. The whole style was just like, ugh, what's happened it here? Com- it, right, you have to understand that Mighty Number no. 9 is basically just Mega Man rebooted because they can't use Mega Man anymore. Yeah. Mega Man is owned by Capcom. So, Inafune, which I found out recently, I'm not sure, because I've been reading all these arguments online about this, about whether he actually created Mega Man. It turns out that he is the original art designer for Mega Man. So he created what they look like, conceptually. Like what they were, but I don't think he wrote all the backstory, and I don't think he had anything to do with the programming. Well, so probably not. He sort of owns Mega Man, or, ha- did, or well, created how he, Mega how Man, because Capcom owned Mega Man. But he sort of created Mega Man, but then again, he sort of didn't. He, he created only... Mega Man as you know it by yeah. looking at the character, not by... Um, so yeah, Mega Man, in a way, isn't really his as such. And I remember there being a, an interesting tweet from Camille when people were asking him, what do you think of Mighty Number no. 9 and in a few days? And he just simply responded He's with, a good businessman. He's a good businessman. Yeah, he's a businessman. Well, no, it wasn't he's a good businessman. It's just he's a businessman. And it was like... He's oh, not right, a game designer. Yeah. He's a businessman. He's a businessman, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, so yeah, from what I've seen of it so far, like it doesn't look like it appeals to Mega Man gamers. It doesn't look like no. it appeals to the old co- old school core. It looks more like a Pixar film, like that kind of style of. It looks like a Western 3D animation. And it, like, yeah, it does look the way they've done the 3D in it. It looks fucking awful. I don't the like 3D it. characters on the 
faux 2D background. It's like 2.5D. Yeah, yeah. And I thought we'd killed that off by now. I if you're going to make a spiritual successor to Mega Man, at least make it... The, the, right, see, the concept say, that looked amazing. Right, you know, the 2D Mega say, Man I am fine with 2.5D in certain games because they did a remake of Mega Man X in 2.5D and it's not as good as Mega Man X, but it's still quite a good game. Maverick remember, X. Um, yeah, and they I've also did the original... They did the original Mega Man. I think it was Mega Man 1 they did. Yeah. Mega Man Power. Something. Powered up. Yeah. yeah. Um, the character art that you saw when you all put your money in on the Kickstarter was all... That looked yeah. cool. All right? You could kind of place that somewhere between Mega Man and um, Battle Network. Yeah. With the kind of art style. And then out of nowhere, they come up with these 3D models that look like shit. They run like shit. They just look shit. They move shit. awfully, don't they? The yeah. animations on them are fucking awful. And I understand that this is like alpha stage yeah. or whatever. It just... The design doesn't look right. Beck does not move no. how you want him to. All I saw in that video was Beck tackling people Did you see the horrible, right. horrible tie-in to the cartoon or animated show they were going to make? Oh, my God. You need to see that. It's terrible. It's like just basic crappy DreamWorks humour and I just couldn't stop facepalm and watching it. It doesn't look good at all. I, see, I wasn't impressed by anything that, you know, when you linked no. to that trailer, I was not impressed by anything. I was like, holy shit, I put money in this. Yeah. But, again, I have to kind of take a step back here. A lot of people hate, say, stuff like Sonic 2006. They say, oh, that game's shit. My eldest son loves that game right because he doesn't look at it like i do like i look at it and i think oh this is the old school game that i played yeah, when yeah, i was yeah. growing up he looks at him as that's the fucking character it doesn't matter what the fucking game was it doesn't matter what game came first they're all their own individual thing with that character and yeah. they're all fucking rad my oldest son looked at mighty number no. nine and he was genuinely excited by it hmm I thought it looked shit. Yeah, he me thought too. it looked really fucking fun. And I was like, well, all right, maybe my investment isn't that bad because someone's going to get some enjoyment out of it. It's yeah. just because I'm this cynical old cunt that yeah. wants, I want Mega Man, but I'm not going to fucking have Mega Man. Man. So stop wanting Mega Man. It's I, not going to be I, Mega Man. I kind of missed Mega Man Zero was my favorite Mega Man series. Good series. Um, the Game Boy uh, follow-up yeah. for Mega Man X... Five or six. One of the X games, yeah. I can't remember which one it was. But yeah, uh, that's my favourite series in Mega Man. I, I love X as well, but Mega Man Zero for me was like, wow, this game is shit hot. Really good, really challenging. I, I love the art style. five, I think. I was five. Right, and I love the design of the robots. I, for me, it's where the design in Mega Man peaked. Everything looked fantastic. I love the way the worlds looked. I love the way the machines looked. Zero's look in that game is brilliant compared to earlier Zero. Because I found Earlier Zero to look really blocky. I like Earlier Zero, but... that the, Earlier the Zero up until X3. X3 was good. X4 and 5 were fucking brilliant. X5 especially. X4 yeah. because they had the animated cutscenes. Um, X4's animated cutscenes with an awful, awful dub in there. Yeah, oh my, the dub was fucking horrible, <laughs> but the actual cutscenes were really nice. Mega Man Zero stuff was a little bit more... I'd say it, like Zero was a lot more feminine, and Zero was pretty feminine. He was to very start androgynous with. looking, wasn't he? And then, um, but it played really well. It did. It was it different. Played but it played really well. I actually, well. I liked the androgynous look. I thought it suited the character because Zero 
kind of had that sort of androgynous look anyway, but... Was it Zero crossed with um, the Tech Fairy Seal, or was that the, the female character in the game? I can't remember. But there was a, there was a fairy nano fucking thing yeah, that there was, blends, yeah. with, blends with the corpse of Zero from X5 or whatever. Yeah, like the Cyber Elf. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, what, um, I can't remember what that character's name was that blends in with them, and then they create kind of a blend between Zero, the hero, and um, and this cyber elf yeah. thing. Um, no, I thought the game they were they were really fun. Um, um, nice yeah, I just story. love them. They're wicked games. They're hard, but they're fun. Yeah, very mm. very good games. Um, P, like I say, peak of the series for me. Everything about it just looks great. Um, was it Mega Man ZX or XZ or whatever it was? I didn't like that one. The one on the DS. That I was the one that was more it, like a Metroidvania. And it it had a lot of um, anime cutscenes yeah. and mangary drawings. See, it. but then like also, Zero Games pushed the Game Boy Advance hardware to its limits. It looks mm-hmm. amazing for an advanced game. I, I remember being blown away by that intro to the second one where he's mm-hmm. in the desert and he's being pursued and then he just like kicks the shit out of yeah, it everything. Yeah, really, really cool. Very, very good. Because I was, I can't even remember what the the song was. Um, Departure. Yeah, something like that. The first one, and it sounded really fucking good. Yeah, on Game Boy, and you're like, wow, this is a Game Boy producing this music, Game Boy Advance even. But yeah, wicked games. Not to sound harsh to Mega Man fans, I am a not shoot. Well, maybe I am a huge Mega Man fan. I've played. You are a huge Mega Man fan. It was you that properly introduced me to the series. I mean, I had played the old Mega Man games, but I remember you getting me into the X series. I was pretty thin on the original Mega to, Man series. We used to play X all the time, didn't we? Yeah, like, X, um, X one through six. Yeah, and PlayStation two games were a bit thin, but. Honestly, guys, I don't think there's really a place for Mega Man as it was in gaming anymore. No, I think that's why could, Mighty Number no. Nine looks so shite. I to think me. we could get away with the Zero look, like. But then again, the gameplay is really hardcore, isn't it, compared to what a lot of modern gamers what I think they should have done, and this is sacrilege to a lot of Mega Man fans. Do you remember the the um? Do you remember Metroid Prime? They turned Metroid yeah. into the first-person shooter. They did a. There was a trailer for a Mega Man game that was just like Metroid Prime, oh, a first-person shooter, and that game looked fucking amazing. I was thinking to myself, you know what? Mega Man as a first-person shooter would have been really fucking would cool. Would have been interesting. Or at least the way they made it in in this trailer that got cancelled. Or give us um, Mega Man... Um, Legends. Yeah, give us Mega Man Legends. They were good games. Just, just look. Let's stop with the side-scrolling Mega Man platforming games. They In just fact, don't fit anymore. Legends were like some of the first 3D RPGs or solo RPGs about parties and stuff. I really got invested in, like mm-hmm. especially Legends Two. Very cool game. I never finished no? uh, Legends. I've got them both. I just never I love the characters them. in it as well. It's because um, you had Tron, yeah, you had Tron, and, and the whole Bond family, and they're all really good. And uh, it reminded me a little of sort of Skies of Arcadia and that whole. Um, Exploring the world because they were explorers, weren't they? That was the yeah. whole thing. Um, treasure hunters, you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or archaeologists or whatever. You had to dig yeah. up treasures and power, which and was stuff brilliant. Like that. You know, that was because cool. I had the N64 version of Mega Man Legends, which is an oh, right. American import. Oh, cool! Which is pretty neat. Plays black and white on my TV. It sucks, but they were good games, though. Yeah, no, enjoyed the Legends games as well. No place for Mega Man anymore. Mike Number Nine looks like shite. It's probably yeah. going to play like shite. It's going to sound like shite, and there's no place for it Yeah, if anymore. you hear Beck's voice in the new one, you'll just feel like... It's all no. horrible hype. We all wanted Mega Man. We're not going to get it. We're just not willing to let go. No. Basically, I I, I think Inafune needs to sort it out, because he, he knew what people were looking for, and kind of 
screwed that up and it's almost like why? it's not his fault he just couldn't he couldn't he couldn't it does make you wonder wanted. though like about his whole capcom thing with capcom booting him and everyone being like oh why'd you boot him you know and why you stop mega man and that and then them screwing over mega man just to spite him like they were saying and it's like well you know maybe maybe he kind of helped cause this you know i don't know i really don't but if they were going to go back to Mega Man, I'd like to see it done properly again. I, oh. I think sometimes old series that you love and enjoy, the best thing is just to let them gracefully yeah, age them away. Go. Or, like, I think hopefully... Have memories. Mega Man being in Smash, not necessarily, like... The original It, it doesn't Man. need to make a new Mega Man series, but at least it'll keep the character's legacy within another game. At least in Smash, it's the original Mega yeah. Man. Unlike that random beat-em-up that had the American artwork <laughs> Mega Man yeah. thrown into. It was like Capcom vs. Street Yeah, and it wasn't just American art Mega Man. It was American art Mega Man after he been living a seriously awful lifestyle because like. ours hadn't been uh mega man artwork original hadn't been butchered like the american it was still pretty bad but it wasn't as bad as the uh, american version um yeah and then the japanese version obviously actually looking decent i don't um, think they were bad the artworks i think they the were british just... ones weren't the american ones were fucking awful all oh, right i just think they were geared towards the wrong thing because they they made him look like a big buff dude and that and it was like yeah that could be cool if it was in something else the american mega man the american version looked like one of them dodgy old school sci-fi shows oh dear um the european one if i remember actually looked somewhat like mega man but not 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 anime-ish, not yeah. manga or whatever. Um, and the Japanese one looked like a page out of a manga book. Yeah, um, which is what it should be. Because, I mean, he, he, he reminds book. me of Astro Boy. That's like, I guess that's where the inspiration for Mega Man came from. But uh, I, I agree with Nick on this one. They should just let Mega Man die. Yeah, I no, put yeah. money into Mighty Number no. 9. Got, hoping you've got like a series you love. Just keep it yeah. going. Like I was going to say, gonna say that if you're going to do it, do it through like Smash and stuff like that, where you've got characters that are from old games and you're appealing to that retro audience. And it is just like a hey, look, love letter to the old fans kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, because I mean they've they've ki- they've killed off so many series now, and they try to keep bringing them back. And sometimes the reboots just aren't good enough. Look at Castlevania, they've fucked it up. Oh, look God at Mega yeah. Man, they're fucking Thief. that up as well. Thief, yeah. they're fucking it up. Devil May Cry Rainbow didn't even six. need a reboot. They fuck reboot, <laughs> reboot, and they fucked it up. Yeah, just let it sail off. Give just it a reboot and just let it sail and sink. You've got the game you love. Just let it make be, something let it go new. down as yeah. the classic game. Yeah, just kill off these characters and just make something new I it's kind of new like, like movie remakes you know there's the original one you're not going to beat the original one as a classic you're not going to redo it no just let people have the original let them have that unless it's Planet of the Apes make something new yeah, yeah well Planet of the Apes really, isn't so much a remake really, is it it's kind of an extension on the no yeah. it's a reboot it's like, it's like, they've considered it a reboot oh right yeah, it's but it's like yeah I mean like the second we, did, we didn't need it we didn't need a remake of King Kong no, I didn't like that remake of King no, Kong either. We did need Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah, which is weird because I love Peter Jackson movies, we but didn't not need that a movie. Remake no. of I, we didn't need a remake of I Am Legend. We didn't need it. No. No. Just just let the films be what I they are. I kind of wish that Kojima would do that with Metal Gear. And this will probably get me lynched, but as much as I like Metal Gear, it's outliving its welcome, do you yeah, find? Yeah, for sure. Like, Stop making those fucking games. Also, because of the fact that Kojima... And don't call Metal Gear, it's Metal Gear Solid, because okay, Metal, Metal Gear, Solid. Gear is long dead. Well, 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 anything within the Metal Gear franchise, because the reason being, Kojima's capable of other things, and it's yeah, just for like, sure. let's pump out Metal Gear after Metal Gear after Metal Gear, forgetting that he made Snatcher and Police Nauts and all these other cool games. And I Zoe personally and think he wants to make up. He probably games. would, yeah. They're probably but unfortunately, just forcing him he's, to being, he's been there, he's such a cash car franchise, 
he's stuck with it. He's done. Yeah. He's, he's actually watching... cursed himself for making too good a game. Yeah. Too good a game. <laughs> Shite. Melky well, Solid watching... was good, the first one. Yeah, right. I quite like that one. Monk Grave was, was right. good. Just play it. Was good. Not good. Solid two, 2 was good up to the tanker section. Yeah, and after that was awful. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you got hold of Ryden, Ryden. <laughs> that way, good. But um, the great, the great bit, right? The only good thing about Solid Two is you get yourself shot by a snake. <laughs> well, what was it? Um, oh fuck! What was it? Something to do with um, Kojima. Well. Well, we're saying about how they're cash cows and no one's willing to invest in, in new shit anymore unless you've got a Kickstarter or whatever. That's not what we just said, but that's what I'm throwing out there. Um, I was watching the uh, Once Upon Atari thing. Uh, it's a documentary about Atari and how it kind of rose to the top and what it was like on the inside from All a developer right. standpoint. How it was like a constant party, people getting pissed and stoned, but you still had work to do and you weren't kind of chained up until um, marketing kind of got in control yeah. and said, no, that's, you don't make a game like that. That's No one will play that. And then, uh, But they didn't realise how... I'm just going to go back to the old favourite Mr. T. Pac-Man game. You but know? they didn't They didn't realise how a game was made. They just realised how... They knew how to sell a product. They didn't yeah. know how to make a product. Um, but a lot of the engineers in, in the old school Atari days were like, well, fucking looking at, looking at games now. It's just recycled product. There's nothing new. You're just taking the old ideas and fucking putting a coat of nice, nice fresh coat of paint on it. Absolutely. Stop fucking about. Make a new game because keep on rehashing old series, giving us sequels, and that's just not going to last. No. You're going to destroy no. the industry like this. And again, like we were saying about role-playing games and stuff earlier, um, by all means, stick to the, what you have with your generic, like your generic cookie-cutter warrior wizard class and stuff. Add some new stuff. Stick a merchant in there. That'd be an interesting mechanic to have in your game. You've got a merchant that goes around and you can play as, you know, anything, all sorts of different roles you could play, aren't there? <laughs> Get rid of levels. <laughs> Just, I'd like, to, I'd love to see, actually, um, I've seen playing game jams that have fiends. I'd like to see a game jam where they actually ban something and say, okay, you're going to make a first-person shooter but, you can't have, I don't know, you can't have proper guns in it. You've got to think of some other way to make a first-person shooter without guns. Reminds me of a lot of the first-person sword fighting games. But there you go. I'd There's that one that. on the Dreamcast, wasn't there? Uh, Mackinac. Yeah. That's right. There you go, guys. We're trying to make an RPG, but you can't have levels in it. You can make an RPG, but you can't have any westernized characters. You can't have any Japanesey spiky haired characters. Give See, us a cheese I think an RPG without levels would be easy to do, really. But it's just that people don't think outside of that box. Well, got right, think, you've got to think for a way to make it work without levels. Because RPG, realistically, you're going around, you're talking to characters, you're adventuring. You Sorry, don't necessarily make, need making, levels. Making right? no, an yeah. RPG without levels, then you're talking about Zelda, yeah. which then you're talking about a, an adventure game. You're not yeah. talking about an RPG anymore. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Because I, I well, would always right, have make counted, Dungeons and Dragons with no levels and no stats. I would always have counted Zelda as an RPG in, a, but in they its don't own way. Because you walk around, you talk to people. That's role playing, man. Yeah, but that's not. They don't consider it a role playing game. That's like that's the same kind of thing they were saying. Make Dungeons and Dragons without stats. Doable. Because Dungeons and Dragons. There are, people, there are pen and paper RPGs out which yeah, don't have Because when we it. used to play Dungeons and Dragons, more. No, a lot I'm saying of specifically was, Dungeons and Dragons. Remake Dungeons and Dragons. Ditch all the stats. Ditch all your dice rolls. Now do something with it. You can keep the dice rolls, just not your stats. I've seen accounts of people who've played 
Dungeons and Dragons games, which have just all been about you know political entry and talking, which don't need levels. You don't need that. Because just... we used to challenge ourselves with this, like as everyone knows, my name being Bard. Whenever we used to play role like D and D games, I play as Bard. And my thing that I always just like to challenge myself to do was figuring out and dealing with problems without having to deal with um, the usual right. Well, I'm going to hit it, or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So no, my character's not based around that. He's based more around talking. And a lot of the time. RDM would reward my character based on clever things I said and did, and it wouldn't all be but based on all, roles. That's all down to the, that's all down to the DM, yeah. and yeah. you'd still have to make some the, kind it's of. It's doable. And the it, trouble is the, the, the but the, the game isn't based on that. That's game. just how you've modified it. They, well, the no, actually, the game isn't based on anything. Original Redbox D and D, they pretty much said. Go, do the hell you like. Yeah, do what the hell you like. The game is just a framework. You can take yeah. it and do what you like with it. It's, that it's, was the, the idea. Is people have got used to the idea of a role-playing game. It's it's a role-playing, but they've had these bits added on to it, which are added on afterwards. They've now become the main thing. Yeah. So the mechanics of the levels, mechanics of the skills, they've been things that have been sort of plastered on on top of it. Because I mean, I've got a copy of um, Advances and Dragons, which actually didn't have any skills in it. Yeah. You actually could do or couldn't do something. And there's no skills per se. You didn't have any skill checks, nothing. You just did or didn't. Yeah, no, I think that a lot of games do fall into the trap of let's do the same thing over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, because everybody does. ridiculous cookie-cutter thing, and it's oh, it's been done a million or, times before. Again, going back to what we said about Hyrule Warriors, one of the reasons I thought it looked good, Luke kind of wanted a bit more of the same. And I was like, well, no, I, I kind of like the fact that they're yeah. going a different direction. You know, if they stick some Zelda-style puzzles in there... You've innovated. That's good yeah. enough for me. Um, I mean, if it's just fair too, I, mean, I was thinking, actually, I've just come to my head, actually. I've been being stupid. I've been talking about playing Deus Ex, which I mentioned in the last podcast. Yeah. That is an RPG without levels. It's got skills and nothing else. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a good point. I just got the thinking, actually, when we were talking about innovating and it, we jumped to it from Mega Man. Well, when you think about it, Mega Man was initially created he wasn't meant to be a war machine was he his original intention was to be a, a servant let's take away dr wiley his his whole shtick never happened doctor like got his little dream i've made a little utopian universe of robots that do cool shit and help people live everyday things you've you've got a little work of robots you can play it'd be awesome you can play you, different play, robots. Play as a robotic arm in a factory. <laughs> can I say that, that right, a, a lot of people are going to hate me for this one as well. One of my favourite Mega Man series, um, excluding X. X is the best platformer. Yeah. But the, one of the best Mega Man series is actually um, Battle Network. Yeah, that's a good game. Yeah, I, I thought like that Battle was Network. fucking brilliant and they had so much room to go with that and they didn't. Although they had about a million games, so... Yeah, then they did that one way that's in space and there's spaceships and stuff. Didn't I they? don't know. They did. They did. Um, Mega Man something or other. Was that not ZX on the? No, no, no. DS? There's ones on the Game Boy. There's ones. No, I think on the DS, but it's not ZX. There's ones with spaceships and stuff. I don't know. Look weird, but yeah. not a clue. I just know that but Battle Network was really fun until they went Pukey Man style on it and had like two different versions for. Stuff. Wasn't it that? Wasn't the thing in that that. Dr. Wiley and Dr. Light actually created the internet. Wasn't that yeah. like the whole thing? <laughs> so, oh, the, cool. um, the, rather than having robots, um, you had um, personal electronic terminals or whatever, and they would, you would have your own um, AI, and you could either be like, you know, average Joe that buys your AI that comes in your, in your pet. Right, um, yeah. Which would be like your personal electronic assistant. I just remember Factor um, of Mohawk had guts, man. That's all yeah. I really remember about um, Battle Network. You either had, um, you know, just like a generic worker bot geezer or if you were hardcore and you could program or knew someone that could you then you'd have like gutsman mega man 
you know, um, Alec Man and stuff like that. They were um, playable AI. Some of the worst ones. <laughs> Air Man. Yeah, just pros that even the modern, even in the fantasy world of Mega Man, their Sturgeon Law still applies. Right. Indeed. Moving on. Um, yeah, because no, <laughs> apparently there's a debate about whether the fact that this is in the show notes. Apparently, we're not talking yeah, about it. Yeah, I didn't it. know. Are we talking about this or not? This this Three Kingdoms thing, or did you just put it into like? Um, well, I actually want to throw it out there for anyone that was watching the oh, podcast because cool. we have been talking about Three Kingdoms, and I did mention how I've never been able to find an ebook or audiobook version of Three Kingdoms. Um, so I did a bit of digging uh, the other week after one of the last podcasts because we'd, we'd had a massive chat about the Three Kingdoms series that came out in 2010 but I had no idea it came out and I'm still also, watching and loving the hell out of it it's awesome I have them all I just haven't watched them yet I also didn't know that Trigun had an animated film the oh, uh, right. Vash the Stampede anime and manga uh, they yeah. actually so they had Trigun Trigun Maximum and then Trigun the animated series they actually made a film in 2010 all right. that took place somewhere in the middle of Have the series no hmm. but I'm I'm desperate to to uh, watch it. I didn't realise it happened fucking whatever that's pretty neat yeah that's a um, good series I keep on complaining that there is no romance there Three Kingdoms or Three Kingdoms audiobook it's not quite an audiobook. Um, there were a, a group of people that were um, they were doing a translated version, or they were using the Moss Roberts translation of the right. Three Kingdoms book. They were reading the book as a podcast. They started at like chapter thirty-five, which is just before the Battle of Chibi. Right. Yeah, the big event. That- um, they so you know the the introduction of um, Zhuge Liang. Yeah, well, um, which like Redcliffe is centered around. And yeah, all the big things. The, the, are the big around. bit of of Romance of the Three Kingdoms is pretty much that battle, really. A few oh, that's the most known. And a bit of fire and a bit of wind. Yeah, you know, fucking sums job it up. done. The, the Chinese war history in total. That's, Boat, that's fire, the one wind. bit. Yep, sword. You got that nailed. Trick the peasants. Sorted. Um, they were re- they were supposed to release it as a podcast. They only released one chapter, um, although it's not narrated in the best way. I, you know, I just don't think the, the the voices of the people reading the book yeah. are, are particularly fit. Um, but they did a good job, and a lot of people have criticised them for it. They released one podcast, which is about twenty minutes to an hour. It's weird. The more I watch the Three Kingdoms series, I mean, obviously, I haven't read bits of the book and stuff before. As much I, I, I obviously I went on for a, like a whole podcast about how much I love Dynasty Warriors. It makes me want more a game that is more based on the history because Dynasty Warriors is great. But as much as I love the over the topness, I kind of like the more actual, more closer to to the history. So you're talking yeah. of the romance, the Three Kingdoms yeah. strategy games. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. And there's shit tons of those. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I did have one on the PlayStation. I years have tons ago, of them on the PC. Yeah. Um, they are on the PC if anyone wants to play them very much. Um, the Three Kingdoms. Can I get hold of one of those? If I can find them, I will, I will um, <clears throat> hand them to you. Mm. Yeah, I shall borrow it. Romance of the Three Kingdoms had a, a podcasty, very limited run of, of, of podcasts of, in an audiobook. It's worth listening to if you've never read Three Kingdoms. It'll give you a little taster of what the book is like. Yeah. At least the Moss Roberts translation. So I, I've linked it in the in the show notes. I'll ho- hopefully link will, uh, Nick will put it in the description. I, I do like to affectionately refer to the 2010 series of the South South Comedy Show because that's pretty much what it is. Pretty much from what I've seen. So 
I still haven't found an actual audiobook and I still haven't found an ebook of it, but as soon as I do, I will link it so that people can actually check it out. Cool. If not, please, if you want to read the damn book, check out the Moss Roberts translation, but do not, for the love of Christ, pick up the abridged version because you'll get next to none of the story. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. Perfect. It's cool. Okay. Excellent. Do oh. love a bit of the old Three Kingdoms. Excellent. So, moving on to flashback. Um... Mine's a bit of an old flashback. The only reason I put it in there is because I listened to the podcast when it got sent through to me. And I actually so was 14. 14, yeah. And I thought, oh, I forgot to put that in flashback previous. So it's a bit of an old flashback. Um, I mentioned about this copy protection that involved you putting something on your screen. Oh, uh, I did. The little, little prism, dear. Yes, and it was called Lens Lock. And it was used on 8-bit Atari Spectrum computers and Amstrad CPC. So I did look that up, I couldn't find anything. So. Uh, it took me a while to track it down, actually, myself. I had to sort of do a bit of good, I eventually found it. Um, and the most famous game to use it was Elite on the ZX Spectrum. They used to oh, use I it. I remember yeah. Elite. Yeah, and the idea was, basically, you had this little glass thing on a little stand. You put it on your screen, and you'd have a picture on the screen. Basically, the, it would, the picture would be like a random jumble of picture of white spots mm-hmm. when you look through the prism it would rearrange them into um letters and that's the letters you used to use to basically um unlock next parts of the game it's an early form of drm you oh. know how, like we had the ones where you had to look in the book yeah. to get yeah, like words. settlers if you yeah. wanted to actually start the game you'd turn on you put the disc in you'd start the system and it's yeah. like well what's the code Remember what is the symbol that appears on page that's basically how the um it, it worked Bit annoying was the fact that it, had, it was specific to every game, so you couldn't just have one that worked for every. You had to have each game came with it. And but it's, it's an odd little device. I'll put a link to the show so you can actually see photos of it actually in use because it's hard to describe. You need to see the first. I'll put a link to the show notes. But yes, yeah, an early form of DRM, and it just shows that DRM in some ways has got better, but it's still annoying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> DRM is still completely fucking useless. Stop it, yeah. please. But I mean, that's far. It's I think it's 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 literally. I, I can't. I think it's a debate whether having to hold a little thing on your screen and get just out, just right, so you can see some random letters vaguely. Yeah, I I, I still suck. honestly say that DRM is completely useless. Yeah, me too. Oh because yeah, DRM like, is. I, who was it that argued this with me the other day? But they said to me how they didn't argue it with me, but we were having a discussion about DRM. And they said how it was funny how when Watch Dogs came out, a shit ton of people had bought the game. They paid for early, you know, they they paid early for it. They pre-ordered it and stuff. Um, they couldn't play the game because you needed UPlay to play it. I guess they were talking specifically about PC oh, games. So, so, yeah. And uh, then they were like, Pirates didn't have to worry about it. Yep. The Pirates got the game the same day Yaha, as, yeah. as the actual release. They probably didn't even know that UPlay was a requirement. Yep. Yeah. Get rid of the fucking stupid DRM because yeah. it wasn't actually in important. a way it makes people want to pirate stuff. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. I don't want to download that. Pirate the game, you know. We had to jump through hoops to get a game to work. I always think that when I watch some DVDs and they've got them forced. You wouldn't steal a car, things at the beginning. And I'm like, yeah, but I wouldn't stick shitty piracy adverts on the DVD. You can't fucking no. skip. Yeah, so, so I'll so, pirate it so, so it's not got uh, that on it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I always used to think. For I'm sure the pirate version hasn't got this advert yeah. on it. Yeah. I'm sure it hasn't. I'm not. I'm not forced to sit here and watch this yeah. shit. I'm not forced to listen to it. I'm not forced to have to do this bit. And to be fair, <sighs> if I could download a car, I bloody well would. So screw you, piracy people. <laughs> Screw you, anti-piracy anti, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, piracy people. 
I just, I just think it's stupid. DRM is, is really, really yeah. fucking dumb. I know people that have bought legit software and then cracked can't it. Can't get into software, yeah. Just, I mean, I can. The, one of the first times I heard, I can't remember what game it was, but it was like a turn-based strategy mech game or something like that that was advertised on Penny Arcade at one point. Tyco mentioned it or whatever. And he was like, yeah, mate, I bought this game. Fucking can't play it because the DRM locks you out. Mm. And yet we'd legitimately bought the game. The yeah. second I had a blip with my internet connection, I was locked out uh, of the game. Original Far Cry, I think it was original Far Cry, if it detected CD uh, writing software on your PC, or wouldn't copy software, it. it wouldn't let you play it. Yeah, I remember And I, cause I had, I've got experiences, it suddenly popped up, oh, you appears you have a CD copying program on your computer. Like you can't have alcohol 100%, so like, you couldn't have um, Damon tools. I said, I thought myself, well, hang on. I purchased that software legally. I purchased the copying software legally. It's my software. I, I, I use it to back up discs. You know, to burn discs. In the old days. So, so it's, it's my. I want it on there. It's not you to tell me to take what yeah. software I have on my that would PC. Make you never want to play your game. You put shit like that in your game. I'm going to go, well, fuck you. I'm going to buy one of your games again. Simple Do you as know that. what I did when that happened on my machine? Rather than uninstalling the software that I wanted to keep. I just cracked the game. Yeah, so did I. I was going to say, to be fair, I wouldn't even pirate their fucking I games if I like that. I used to, um, nope. yeah, went to gamescracks.com and downloaded the cracked EXE, which bypassed it. Mm-hmm. There was a games copy world and that had loads of cracks and stuff on it and, yeah, and just, um, stuff like that. Yeah. that you used. I was actually going to funny, I can remember once there was this massive rant about Steam was using one of um, Game Copy World's cracks um, to actually put it on the, on the server, so rather than actually working on their own and rather than getting a, a, an EXE from the actual company that made the game, they actually just pulled it off. Game copy one. Nice. Someone signed <laughs> on the line and Steam just put, the guys of Steam, Valve, just put it on, on their servers and said, there you go. Oh, Valve, I like your style. Yeah, it's Well, fucking, right. at the end of the day, who gives a shit, right? Yeah. Steam, Steam is the only DRM yeah, I, I'm happy I with. Yeah, use as well. It's the only DRM I'm happy with because it doesn't, it's not intrusive. I'm not particularly happy with it, to be honest. I mean, it, give me something like GOG. Yeah, GOG is good as well. Don't give me, don't force me to have DRM. No. And all that kind of stuff. It's just fucking stupid. There's no need for it in this day and age. If I have to connect to the internet to to verify a purchase that I have, even if it is on my PC, my internet connection's shit at the best of times. If I can't connect to the internet and I can't play that game, it's gone. I won't. But I will not buy any more. To be fair, you could put Steam to offline mode and let you play the games anyway. Mm, That only works for so long. Usually long enough. I've had any issues with it. Yeah, you haven't, but then you still have a relatively stable internet connection. I mean, think about it. If you, if, let's say, for example, you have a laptop, you've got your gaming laptop, you've got your games, and you've gone somewhere you can't play. Look at all the dudes in the armed forces when the Xbox yeah. One got in us and look, shit, well, we can't play our Xbox Ones because we're not going to have a, an internet connection to, yeah, yeah. to ding out. It's the same with Steam. If I can't connect to the internet, I can't play my fucking games. Yeah. No, that's true. So I'm, I, just, I am completely against it. It's not a case of, hey, yo, I'll just pirate it. If you're going to do it, I won't buy your games. Yeah. Simple. Um, yeah. If the game only cost me three quid and you lock me out from playing it, then all right, it's going to put me off playing I the game. I don't buy games from Ubisoft. I don't buy games from EA. I don't buy games from a lot of companies just purely because they screw the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I won't do it. Like I won't buy your product if you're going to treat us like shit. That's not how it should be. Yep. Right. Moving on. It's yours. Oh, yeah. Um, so, was, was it last episode 16? You, you didn't listen to it, did you? you uh, it yes, I think, I think it was. Uh, last uh, episode, we were talking about banned games in the UK, which kind of goes in with our whole Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ninja Guide, and stuff like yeah. that thing. Uh, we were talking about how 
Postal might have been a banned game in the UK. I think actually the discussion was that Postal was the sort of game that everybody envisions as being the worst game out there. Yeah, uh, in the UK, no one blinked at it. And then we ended up That's talking all. about Harvester, didn't we, and how that was... The only... I think there are only three games that have been banned in the UK. And they are? Manhunt um, 2 was banned. Yeah, Manhunt 2 and I can't remember that the other was two, banned, but they were fucking worth That was actually unique because that was banned before it even came out. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the other two were banned post-coming out. Mm-hmm. But Postal was not one of them. Grand Theft Auto was not one of them. Each of these, each of the games that we mentioned, had been banned in some part of the world. Right. Yeah. yeah just none of them had been banned in the UK. Yeah. Although did, I'm sure if you put nunchucks yeah. in them, they'd have been banned. Did they ever actually? I'm trying to remember now. Manhunt One was it ever actually temporarily banned? I think it might have been kind of pulled for a little but, while. I, mean, actually, I know there was a lot. Was lo- it pulled from well, the retailers? Pull it, or was so it I think some reta- some retailers went a bit hissy yeah. about it. Exactly. Because parents couldn't handle by the BBFC. No, little little Timmy was playing a game where you could wrap a plastic bag. Don't give it to him then. Well, that's what I always say. Don't give him. Don't give little Timmy a game that has an 18 rated sticker on the front. I don't know what's in it. Well, that'd be stupid. Do you watch DVDs? Do you watch DVDs? If you watch DVDs, you know what the 18 rated sticker means. It's the same bloody sticker. Don't give a child a game you don't think you can handle. You stupid idiots. Don't expect parents to take responsibility for their children. Seriously, have you seen the amount of retarded parents yeah. out there? it's like, it's not my kid's fault, it's everybody else's fault. No, it's you being yeah, a bloody exactly. bad parent. That, the amount of times I've thought to myself, you know what, if my kid's violent or fucking, you know, stab someone or whatever, that's fucking my fault. Do you know why you're a shit parent? Because your kid plays fault. crap what? video games, that's why. You if know? you give your kid good video games, you wouldn't be a shit parent. Just, I, just think, <laughs> I just think to myself, Jesus fucking Christ, raise your child. Seriously, if my kid If your comes, kid's playing Manhunt, they're playing a game, it's not that great. Game, doesn't, I know you, not all games are Sonic. Just because it's a game doesn't mean it's good. It's safe for kids to play. In the same way that not yeah. just because you've the only the only experience of television you got is Teletubby does not mean Saw is suitable for children. Really? No, it's not. Damn. Oops. Sorry, son. I'm just find? imagining that a person who's only experienced with TV is Teletubby. <laughs> I'm, I'm, actually, right. I'm actually kind of thinking though. Um, when I was Time a kid, I watched tested. all kinds of crazy shit. Oh yeah, I used oh, to yeah, watch yeah, I, was, I, was, I used to go in stores and buy eighteen rated films and stuff when I was like. T- 14 because I looked older they never ID'd me ever you know what the only times I ever got ID'd was when I actually hit one of the big ages like 18 and 21 yeah bastards I used to get, I, I, um, the only time I used to get ID'd was when I if I ever tried to buy alcohol and I tried to buy alcohol when I was 16 they wouldn't they ID'd me right, let's put it this way I'd you know we'd been drinking through high school I still get ID'd because apparently I've done it at 27 it's like why am I getting ID'd? I've been ID'd. Tw- I think 27 is the age, uh, isn't it? You've got to look if you're... Yeah, 20, yeah. 20, depends on your switch stores. Some stores are 21, some stores are 25. Oh, it's 25 things. then. Uh, yeah, apparently I was on the 25, supermarkets, so... Lost supermarkets that sell car, I think 25. A lot of other stores that sell other sort of products such as like knives It's kind of complimentary in a way. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> think you look like off. Um, I've been buying alcohol since I was in my early teens there you with go, no see. ID. And then as soon as I hit 18, seriously, on my 18th birthday, I got ID'd. <laughs> Same on my 21st. And the only thing that had really changed between the last time I'd been in there and the, and the time after, I'd shaved. That was it. I look 12 when I shave. Yeah. So don't shave. Even if you're, if, you're, if you're a woman, grow a beard. <laughs> you won't get ID'd. Someone might have problems with this. So I can't grow a beard because if I grow a beard, it doesn't grow around my face. It just grows around my neck. So I look like a leprechaun. I don't look twelve, <laughs> but if I do shave, I do look like a cynical-looking princess. So yeah, it's like. <laughs> 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 
Oh, that's that's brilliant. That is but not so cynical as Princess Anne. I don't look that bad. <laughs> Good. Oh, no, I'm not on the rules again. Whoops. Good. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of the, the other two games that were possibly banned in the UK, but I'm pretty sure they were pussified anyway. I've seen worse Fair. things in children's cartoons. Fair enough. And then that, we have actually got one more flashback, which is from... Um, last episode. Yeah, from the last episode, the Planet of the Apes radio play. Um, I said that uh, I'd heard before that it was a radio play before yeah. it was a book, but, but I, I couldn't remember yeah. entirely what it was. Um, I, do I, think I, it I do was. believe I've actually got it confused with another um, book radio play film combo but for the life of me I cannot remember what the yeah. fuck it is or I, where yeah. I heard it I guess when you said it I thought maybe it was the Infants War of the Worlds one but off the top of my head I don't yeah. remember which is so. the one where they infamously they, they made a War of the Worlds radio play everybody thought the, we were being invaded yeah he did it he actually reported they, did, she, they didn't advertise they didn't really advertise it was, being, it was a radio play of War of the Worlds the guy mm. literally just sort of said oh yeah just um this ain't quite what he said. said. Just so you guys know, they were saying at the edge of a um, parapet, some aliens just landed. Oh my god, they're killing everybody! And people missed the fact that that was actually made up, and they'd freaked out and freaked out. And although I am suspicious about this because I've only heard, I've never, I've never actually heard of it. I've never seen any actual footage of people actually being freaked out. I've only heard anecdotal evidence of. It. So I'm actually, I'm not convinced actually how big this panic actually was. Was it? Well, I want to know. Was there like? Was it like this? You know, you know how everything gets sensationalized now by the media. You know, you know one person, one person, one person like does something stupid on YouTube and it's the latest craze. That sort of thing. I do wonder if perhaps it was a bit over hyped, but. Just think, what the hell was that other thing that people were ranting about? Like the whole E.T. burial of E.T. characters oh, right, yeah. from Atari. And it's like, it was reported back then. When did that, how did it, that become a it thing? Was, it just wasn't national news. Because it, it was just, you know, yeah. a company getting rid of old stock. Yeah. It's like, when did that become, why did the internet make that Didn't thing? Didn't Nintendo know make his film based around that? Yeah, and then they exactly. took it up like, before his film comes out. Yeah. It's like, they, no, they great. actually, You've you know what's really plot. funny? They actually, well, it's not funny, funny, but they premiered his film full film in the same um, theatre that the, and on the same day I believe as the um, Atari Landfill D- oh, um, documentary it was the same day same no same theatre um, on like the next day so he had his premiere and then the Atari Dig yeah. documentary happened the day after nice. so um, that was kind of I thought he's that was kind of just ahead yeah he, he'd actually managed to get his film done before nice one but James all done but that's the thing, James already knew all the stuff because apparently yeah. there was once upon a time a website that actually very documented this stuff really, really well. But obviously, you know, back then you'd pay yeah. for a website. But then the dude who made it decided to dump all his servers in Nevada desert and just yeah. said, no, I don't want to buy that anymore. It's like you can imagine if there's a if if a company now decides just to dump all its stuff in a landfill site, it might get a pass a bit of comments, but then twenty years online people make it like this really big mystery. No, it's not just getting rid of, they're getting rid of rubbish. Mm-hmm. The game was rubbish. What's Steven Spielberg's corpse in there? It was even buried in a proper bloody landfill. Yep. It's not like they went out to the random like middle of nowhere and buried it. They just they actually had to go some old stuff they didn't want anymore, they got rid of it. It was in the, well, it wasn't that they didn't want it anymore, they just couldn't keep it. They, well they didn't need it anymore, they didn't want it. They didn't want to keep it, did they? So they didn't want it anymore. Unless they've gone bust. Yeah. <laughs> but um Poor old Atari. Yeah, poor Atari. I assume you liked Atari for a while, but... I still think the Atari 2600 is a brilliant little console for the time. 
Poor Atari. I do feel sorry for. I actually played the Atari Twenty Six Hundred um, quite late on. Um, I actually, well, at least I got my own Atari Twenty Six Hundred uh, quite late. I was probably in middle school or high school, and I thought it was fucking brilliant. Mm. Actually, brilliant. Just there. Uh, right. Weird news. Oh, it's our favourite section. According to my show notes, there ain't any. That's because you're not sure. That's because I don't let you see the weird news in advance. Because you're uh, mean. Yes. How many How many wanking stories have we got this <laughs> month? Um, or this week? There's no... There's no... I can't remember Right, you're starting to sugarcoat this. I can't remember any masturbation stories on this one. Oh, they're all masturbation stories. Hey. <laughs> no, there is a there is a there is a um a cock related story in here. But <laughs> is it, that written now? Yeah. Oh, we got that for the, it's, for the podcast. It's time shall come. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, oh dear. The thing is, I didn't realise that Joe twice said it. But oh well. <sighs> sure you didn't. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's actually written in bold <laughs> on yeah. the on the show notes. Yeah, I've got it. It's time shall come. Um, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I'm 12 again. Yeah, well, I am for shave, but uh, all right. So you need to get ideas for that joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People who use mobile phones while driving are idiots. To be yeah. honest, they are. You know, you sit there with your phone. So scientists in Finland thought this might be a problem, and they decided to solve it in the way anybody solves problems like this on a mobile phone. They make an app. Okay. So, scientists of Finland have got this app. It's called Visgard. Uh, it's developed at the University of Javascula. Right, so some numpty students made oh, it. I don't, know how, yeah. I, I don't know how you would pronounce, I don't know how you pronounce that. Don't read ahead. Pretend I'm not Vascular. reading it. Javascula. Sorry, I, I don't know. I, I can't see past me. the end of Linford anyway because I'm blind as a bat. Was it yeah. Finland, did you say? Yes. I've been taught swear words in Finnish, and that's it, really. That's great, isn't Fair it? Fair enough. So Random yeah, fact you have this You have this app on your phone, and what it does is it uses, the, it uses several things. If you set the phone too long, it flashes a warning triangle at you. I hope it knows you're I don't know. It, um, it uses speed sensors, and it also will look out for potential, also alert to potential threats. If it sees like a perceptible crossing coming up, it'll flash a warning. And all I think to myself is, well, wouldn't the easy thing to do just not let people use the phone? Yeah. As soon as the phone... I mean, what... Your, your solution to this... I mean, the sort of person who's going to use their phone while driving... Shouldn't is not, drive. not going to install an app to stop them using their phone while driving. True. And they say... I think it's mainly for parents to install on their kids' phones. And you think the kids are going to run it? No, I think it, was, it would have to be forced in the background. It's the same as some of them, um, some of them sat-navs. Your sat-nav would work and you could actually touch the screen when you were parked but as soon as the satellites detected you were moving locked mm. that's pretty good well, there's actually a bit of an interesting debate over hands free because you're not meant to touch your phone but for most phones of a lot of hand free kits you have to hit an answer button on the phone which is technically illegal alright because you're not allowed to interfere at all with your phone when you're moving when you're so driving so what about the in-car kits I'm curious Is it, like, can you still well the in-car kits all the in-car kits have like I had one that had a, it was voice activated so you could tell it to answer the phone okay uh, or they have like controls on the steering wheel you put on the steering wheel like Parrot has a lot of them have controls on the steering wheel but you might, if you have to touch the phone technically that's breaking, breaking the, the law. law because you're not meant to in-touch the phone when you're I doing it I just had it. the most ridiculous thought I was thinking back and thinking well what happened in the times when people didn't have phones and they used to ride around in cars and weren't using their phones. And I had this visual image of two cowboys riding side by side on horseback with bloody cups and wire. And yeah. Get off your phone! Stop it! 
That makes me think about all the people that kind of, you know, there have been people that have been busted for reading and driving, talking and driving, texting and driving, being on the phone. <laughs> it's your weird news story, wanking and driving. That probably has actually but, been a thing. Yeah. Didn't they say there was some, like, um, there were women that had, um, uh, cigarette lighter powered fucking. We'll just call them pleasure devices for the lols. Do you mean a vibrator? Yeah, basically. Um, like, they had, like, seat cushions and um, actual shit they could actually manually insert. So not only was it something that vibrated that you could just sit as, as your actual entire seat thing, um, like a seat cushion or whatever, you'd actually have to use it whilst driving. I was like... Who the <laughs> just fuck thought this was a good that idea? Think from South Park with Mr. Garrett riding around in the gyrocopter. <laughs> Have you never seen that one? No. Oh dear. Well, anyone who's seen that South Park episode will get that joke. No one else will. I'm just curious where where did common sense go? When did making money become more well, important think, than having I a mind? I don't mind? think common sense ever existed. No, I think it's, it's a myth. myth. <laughs> it's a myth. Oh crap. Uh, common sense isn't very common. Faith in humanity gone. Yep. Again. Did it ever exist? But that was a myth too. Faith in humanity. God, we should be mythbusters, fellas. Look, dun, dun, dun. cracking for them all at the moment. <laughs> Going to Japan. There are many things you can do in Japan if you're on holiday there. Like get one of them car seats. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes. It's probably usually a made in Taiwan thing. But how about a bus tour around Tokyo, which features ninjas and sword wielding samurais? Oh, they got nunchucks. Uh, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> um, an hour I don't long want to go if there's no nunchucks. Being okay, English, I'm, I'm exposed <laughs> yeah, to these no, kind no, of things. No, no. I, th- that's not new you to might, me, but nunchucks, wow. You might go violent. <laughs> the hour-long samurai and ninja safari tour, <laughs> which, which implies that you go into like, all the wilds where you see him roaming free. I've never seen a wild samurai before. <laughs> And here we must be quiet not to spook him. Could you imagine that he walks out of his office in his samurai suit? <laughs> Everyone, all of his, all the other lot come out in business suits and all the that. The worst and ones are the ones who've been either. tagged, like for research. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you know, just can't let him go extinct. And his poor samurai, this giant mail trans receiver on his back, he can't barely move. He's all, got an ear tag. Yeah, <laughs> poor bastard. Um, so the tour begins. You get a guided visit to key sites in Japan in Japanese capital, uh, capital. Tokyo. Yes. You then move to you then move <laughs> to the historic Azakazura Entertainment District, where street performers dress as samurais and black clad ninjas leap out of the shadows as the bus crowd cruises by. Um, the only thing that can make that better is Vanilla Ice's ninja rap playing. That'd be well. amazing. It will even feature functional style characters. Um, as a samurai ninja battle in Azakazura, passengers can enjoy it from inside the bus. It is theatre in motion said one of the organisers. Uh, it's reminiscent of a New York one called The Ride. Oh, I've got a no, I don't know why, but another I don't know why, but I just had visions when he said, yeah, they're, they're going to play out um, play out as historical figures. For some reason, I just imagined a load of ninja guys in ninja and samurai suits just laying down as if they were dead on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Just, yep, well, you know, we're going to play this character, but that guy died like hundreds of years ago, yes. so he's going to lay roadside. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's forty pounds if you want to go on it. Fuck off. Oh, fair enough. That sounds worth forty quid to me. Yeah, yeah. for the lols. Yeah. But then once you get to the end and you realise shit, it's going to cost me a small fortune to have anything to eat, or you know, scratch my ass in Tokyo. Then they how am I going to go? Cheap. How am I going to go to my dirty underwear vendor machine if I've spent all my money on my fucking 
random, what's yeah. it called, Majig? My fucking sad tour. to say they're actually a myth. No, they are not. They are sad. No, they're yeah. not. Maybe in a sex shop you'd find them, but not on street corners. Um, dude, you can go to a vending machine and yeah. get underwear out of them. Absolutely. You can in the UK, Nick. I'd like to see what, what, I don't know what part of the UK you're going to. seafront. I'm not sure But can you get nunchucks out of them? Shamefully not, I have no. tried. Censorship. On to, on <laughs> Political <laughs> correctness gone mad, mate. On to co- the cock news has come up at the moment. Um, the cock news has come up. <laughs> He's doing really good with this. <laughs> Nick, um, have a cookie. This be a hard that's one, one hell of a hard news story. Yeah, I was going to say, this going to be a hard one to get through. Um... An Alabama man has filed a lawsuit Alabama man. in which he claims he went for circumcision and woke up with his penis removed. Um, Johnny Lee Banks Jr. He went in for a routine circumcision operation at Princeton Baptist Medical Center and his penis was mistakenly amputated by surgeons. Mistakenly. Is this guy in for the circumcision or the cock off? I can't remember. I'll just take the cock off. It's easier. Did he come in for the tonsillectomy or to have his bollocks removed? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. We'll do both. Ah, fuck it. Just whip them off. Yeah. Um, the lawsuits, which Banks filed with his wife's elder, <laughs> says the man was never put. The man was never provided with an explanation as to why his penis was removed. He was never provided with an anesthesia. I was, was not warned that the circumcision could result in amputation. Fucking that's a pretty that's pretty sharp and one hell of a slip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when the plaintiff broke, he's a foresaid surgical procedure. His penis was amputated. Read the lawsuit. He never gave consent for complete or partial amputation of his penis. Um, he's suing the hospital, two clinics, and two doctors as defendants as they are negligent, failing to seek assistance when difficulties arose. His procedure. I'm grasping for a Zelda master sword joke here somewhere and, yeah. and failing miserably. Um, I'm his, gonna say it's unlucky. His wife son. is also suing for loss of consortium. Strangely. Still this one, put it on ice, this one isn't really weird news. In fact, it's slightly cruel news, but I put it in here for a reason. You're well, the last one was slightly cruel news <laughs> as well, I think. Yeah, but it's a bit weird. Um, Fucking hilarious. Two men have been sent to court after eating two goldfish alive. I don't know if it's two each or one between them. Right. Uh, Jake Burrows and Joseph Merkey, both 20, were charged by RPCA after swallowing the goldfish and regurgitating them. Um, they have been charged... Isn't animal- this, is this another one of them stupid drinking gags that have well, been going on for the last They've been charged in the Welfare Act. Um, they've been accused of failing to protect the goldfish from suffering an injury by failing to provide a suitable environment for them. Okay? The two men currently live in Lowestoft in Suffolk. Uh-huh. One, one Hence, of our fellas. Yeah, he's one of our lot. And he's in Lowestoft Magistrates Court. This is a few days ago, so I'd be interested to see how it turned out. Can I just say, Charlie Bob Cratch, that's not the first time it's happened. So if you'd have actually, you know, used your mind and typed it up, you'd have realised you'd have been busted like a motherfucker for doing that. Mm. If you'd have, if you'd have, like a live spider, scorpion, whatever, no one would have given a shit. The RSPCA don't give a crap. But to eat a goldfish, no, 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 no. Don't give a crap about them all them fucking fairground things either, but you eat that motherfucker? Okay. Picture the scene. What's the next story now? Picture the scene. Okay. You've got up of a morning. You've got... An extra, and for the purpose of this, you can have an extra child who's a girl. Fucking damn it. Okay. Can't you trust open, women these days, can you? You open, you open a front got me door again. <laughs> and you find a doll outside your house which is dressed up to look like your child. What would you think? Wait, the, what? You open your door and there's a doll dressed up outside like your child. It looks like your child. 
I'd think, witchcraft! You turn my kid into a doll! <laughs> Get the bloody warlock! Yeah, well, apparently Get the so. Brazilians. Um, a woman who left dolls outside young girls' houses, terrifying the local community, as is mortified her well-meaning gesture was misconstructed. Um, she left him at least eight different doorsteps in San Clementine, resembling the girls who lived there, all of whom were around ten years old. Uh, spooked families and neighbourhood contact police, noting that each door resembled a young girl who lived in the house, and they were they were asked to look out for the doll dropper. Um, the doll dropper. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So people obviously, some people were quite alarmed to find that they thought that what was going on while they find dolls just like kids. Police even looked for connections, were finding out. It turned out to be a local churchgoer who had a collection of dolls and decided to give them away nicely before it would be a really sweet gesture to dress them up, find dolls that look like local children and put them outside their houses as a little <laughs> gesture. Anonymously. Yeah. Like, how did you not see this going wrong, old yeah, naive churchgoer? She, she felt she's, she's, she's mortified by the whole thing. Bless. Um, she thinks that next time, perhaps another t- in future, she'll just leave a note explaining what's going on, obviously. Um... She, blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she tried to put dolls that resent the girls who lived there. In her mind, her motivation was purely kindness. I just think I think dolls are bloody creepy. Yeah. Am I my friend of mine, his mother collects dolls, and I, I walked in their house once to sort their Wi-Fi out, and I just went in their front room, and there's just dolls staring at me from every direction. There's a doll that looked like you. And I was just, I, <laughs> I was, do you know, I, I wanted to get out of there so bloody quick. It just makes me think of Bing's old mum's old house. <laughs> With all the clowns up the stairs. Yeah. Kev, go up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Push him quick. Get him up the stairs. Oh dear. Dear. So. Talking about disasters, we weren't, but we are now. Um, it must be quite embarrassing to lose control of a satellite. Talking uh, about disasters, you should have linked that one from the dude losing his <laughs> cock. It would have worked perfectly. The children, the dolls, I thought, flowed more nicely. <laughs> They're nice disasters oh, there. Somebody That's should turn his a... cock and it's dressed up like <laughs> him. <laughs> so you've got a little face drawn on the head. Oh, a little toupee. <laughs> I thought it was a nice gesture. So <laughs> <laughs> I make up for the fact I chopped it off by accident. You know, get rid of that lawsuit. Uh, well, uh, Russia, Russia set on with one of its satellites. They launched a satellite on July 19th. It contained geckos, fruit fries, and mushrooms. There's a night out for you. And Chuck's a seven penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they lost control of it. Um, it with possibly if it could do an uncontrolled re-entry. Um, the engine for the satellite stopped responding, uh, but everything else remained intact. Now, the satellite, what was it researching? Uh, it was researching gecko sex in a weightless environment. <laughs> what? <laughs> right, seriously, this has probably come from some dodgy university or whatever. Who the fuck decided it was a good idea to fund that? The Russian space agency <laughs> was Cosmos. Right. Stop doing that you have no place in space if you're gonna fund this shit go do something to see useful. what happens when geckos bonk each other in space and what the offspring well it's a noble cause fucking a. how else are we gonna know what happens to Noah's the geckos in space i don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah um, why has nobody done that no one's arguing <laughs> space that's a brilliant idea no one's burning doc- in space i say doctor who did a story about but noah's ark in space oh, did they? Yeah, they did. it's called the ark in space strangely enough um tom baker second serial he ever did 
Nothing's boning in space. Everyone find out. Yeah. I imagine Doc, you must be quite a trouble if you're in space. You want to have a little bit of bone. Kill yourself. Um, they, they have they have managed to restore <laughs> they, they managed to restore stable operation within a few days fortunately you'll be pleased to know the equipment is in automatic mode and particularly the experiment involving the geckos is working according to the program which I presume is like running blue movies on a loop um, it's a two month experiment involving including video cameras and was to study the effect of microactivity on sexual behaviour Sick. I think in some way this is actually a wanking story. Somebody's getting off to this somewhere. Sorry. Elsa mm. features vacuum furnace designed to le- examine the melting and solidification of metal alloys in low gravity conditions. There's five geckos, one of which is male. What a pimp, man. <laughs> what geez. I'm all up here I in really space hope- with my four chicks. Excellent. Fucking hope that entire rig just comes down in the middle of some city centre. I mean, come on, that it's is that important is like, to know. Bring it back down on the on the on the fucking the dude that runs the space programs. Let it cane him square. Is that in the not face. like just the, the science fiction fantasy trope thing going on there? There's a dude trapped in space. He's the last remaining man, and he's. And all he's got is four. Ge- I'll say. And all he's got is four geckos. Part gecko, and so. He trained them, and one of them has nunchucks, and the other what one has the swords. What the fuck was that really <laughs> stupid? Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Geckos. Geckos. Oh, I fuck sometimes. <laughs> it's base. It reminds me of this really, Mutant there was a really Geckos, stupid Teenage space Mutant. film. Who's of a condom? <laughs> you freak. Oh. <laughs> but they're only allowed to be called Hero, not Ninja, and they're not allowed to use nunchucks. So. Yeah, ninjas and nunchucks make us kill people. They've already got the origin story that they want a satellite, unfortunately goes to the other, but they get hit by a weird type of radiation <laughs> that makes them mutate. They've got the origin story there, haven't they? Oh dear. Of course, they'd be after named after Italian planes, they'd be just all named after sort of stereotypical Russian names like Vlad. So don't worry, we'll end up... One of them was, know. wasn't it? There, were, there was... Uh, oh, one of them was Ivan, wasn't it? Because they had the, the four Genghis... Frog wasn't there, dude. We'll have a we'll what? have a fucking. There was there were frogs and turtles. There were what? four yeah. frogs, and they were named after dictators, famous dictators. One I think was actually called Vlad. Leader was leader was Genghis. No, Rasputin was the Russian one. I don't one. remember this. Yeah, no, that was only like a one I episode. I used to watch it when I was a kid, but I don't remember this. Yeah, what were they called? All oh, right, okay. Commenters, if you remember what the frogs in Ninja Turtles were called, they had a name. A little gang of frogs. You're not allowed to use Google. Yes, you are. No, you're not. <laughs> cheating. You're not allowed. To, you're not the allowed punk to frogs. use geckos. Revenge of the Punk Frogs. That's what it was. <laughs> Revenge of the Punk Frogs. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just makes me think of a Battletoads crossover. Oh, dear. What were their names? That's what we have to see. Someone has to find okay. names. I think they were Genghis, Rasputin, Vlad, and something else. I don't know what the last Righty-ho. one was. Um, you know how, like, sort of, you know, companies like to do, like, little advertising demos and, like, they'll do little skits and stuff and show if you have to try and sort of drawing trade and so forth yeah yeah where is um, this going don't let my imagination clock on this one well uh in china they oh, decide to try and think they try decide to try and get pool consumers in by staging mock executions it's using the ad phrase making a killing and they're getting people. They're using World War Two Chinese army uniforms again. People, to, Japanese invaders dressed as Japanese invaders, oh and God. are executing them Gee-gee. with a sickle. Um, it's for so you know it's for clothing sale. 
Oh dear. Yep, Nanking yep, yep. comes so to mind straight they just away. They someone dressed as a Japanese soldier up to the thing and then people aim and shoot at him and then someone beheads him with a sickle. Not really beheads him, obviously. Fuck, how funny if they did. Mm-hmm. I meant to say there was, it would be an absolute tragedy. He could wake up the next day and sue him. You cut my head off. <laughs> yeah. You'll be pleased to know that someone across the other side of the town had a similar had a similar one similar marketing campaign. He got women in bikinis to wash cars. Oh well. Which I think more. I prefer the beheading one, you know. Sounds yeah. a little bit more, you know. Getting there. Oh wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That's it for weird news. Fucking what a bunch of retards. That was pretty random and pretty weird. Good. Yeah, we had everything there. We had geckos, cocks. Punk, punk frogs. Yeah, punk frogs. But no Dolls. nunchucks, not like nunchucks. No, no nunchucks, nunchucks, no ninjas. No Every nunchucks. time nunchucks and ninjas are mentioned in this episode, I have to cut 20 minutes out of it. Well, that's no, the episode no gone. <laughs> exactly. That means you are us an episode. Well, we're now seeing about 2 hours 35. Do we have any more comments? So is it, uh, Ninja, ninja, not nunchuck. Yet, no, apart from someone's listening to Ready Player One. It's a good oh, book. Cool. Very good book. Perfect. I think it's a good book. I've listened, listened to, it, yeah. to a bit of it, but I haven't got all the way no, through. Yeah, it, so it's, it's, sounds good so far. Oh, um, Zach Braff's video game, the movie has uh, Will Wheaton in it, oh, and uh, I cool. was talking about, uh, you know, how we were going to do the tabletop style gaming thing with the multi-camera stuff mm-hmm. that I mentioned before. Um, the dude that did the uh, Love Letter episode that uh, I mentioned before. All right, yeah. Uh, back in 2012, I was like, oh, hey, they've got the same kind of show. I want to do for us. Will Wheaton. Oh, wicked. So, how about right. yeah. yeah, he well. loves his tabletop games. Good old Will Wheaton. Well, that brings us to the end of our Nerds podcast. Good podcast. Well, that's it. I think it's been a good one. Thank you very much for watching. I've been the Suffolk Ram. You say watching. This is the audio version. Are you watching now? No? Then it's the audio version. Thank you very much for listening slash watching. Delete as appropriate. <laughs> I've been the Suffolk Ram. I've been the Bard. I'm Scazius. I will look forward to seeing you in a fortnight's time. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in. GG. Push button. <laughs>